What's going on, Bench Warmers? Welcome back to the Far of the Bench. My name is Nico Bryant. My partner here and co-host, Jimmy Pilato. We got a new little fella here, too, with us. Um, Boomer Pilato. Okay, Boomer um, with us. Uh, we have a fantastic episode for y'all. Episode 24, Kobe uh, number. I got my Kobe jersey on. Jimmy's got his Nordique, sh Nordique shirt on. A lot of great stuff this episode, man. Um, we're at FEOTV Pod on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, you can check Jimmy out too. He posts all of our stuff there too. Uh, we're, on, we're on TikTok. That's yeah, surprise to everyone. Go to our check check our YouTube page out at Far Under the Bench. Um, we post our all of our videos there. We just post a lot of good stuff. Just had a partnership with Jimmy's good friend, now a friend of mine, Jonah Mitchell. Go back check that episode out. You can hear about the giveaway a little bit. Um, Literally in the center of attention about in a minute now. Yeah. Um, so be sure to check out for that. There's a lot of good stuff. You better guard your winnings, man, because we have a lot of fun things in store um, for Super Bowl week. So without further ado, Jimmy, it's football season. The NFC Championship, AFC Championship. Let's get this thing rolling. I'm ready. Let's let's go. Let's, let's, let's fire me up, baby. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. What's up, Benchwarmers? And we're back with a center of attention. Another special center of attention because not only are Nico and I here, but we have a new unofficial mascot who I just adopted, Mr. Boomer. You guys will start seeing him a little bit more. If you follow us, you already saw the video of him exploring the backyard on our, on our Twitter page. But we got tons of stuff coming up for you. Rev Coco, the problem, is going to be joining us on Wednesday for another UFC episode because we got Poirier versus McGregor 2 this weekend. Big so fight. we won't be mentioning it this week on, on the regular episode, but be sure to tune in Friday on our feed and then it'll get replayed on uh, the network as well after. But it's going to be available on our feed at 10 a.m. So be sure to check that out. Rev loves talking MMA. We'll probably talk more than just this upcoming weekend. We could talk about Cater versus Holloway and everything like that. But we got some big things coming during Super Bowl week, and and I'm not going to give too much away. I'm just I'm going to guard our our little secrets here. Yeah, we got some huge problems and some huge things. I mean, some uh, a lot of, ch a lot of ch we may hear the I have the champion song. Again. Yeah, we we might have another champ coming on. I don't know. Maybe 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 a, maybe a winner. I don't I don't know. Yeah, maybe, he could. Maybe he something could. special. Going to check it out. The Super Bowl week. Former former world champion. Maybe maybe. Maybe wake wake. He guards he guards a lot, but. We, we, we got a lot of stuff to get into for this episode. Let's go ahead and get it started. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Man, do we have a special episode for you. We are back mm -hmm. to our normal scheduled episodes. We had our Jonah Mitchell episode, which was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. uh, we have a lot of great things going forward. Like we teased in our sign attention, man. We're going to have to guard, our, guard ourselves a we little gotta bit. Keep, got to keep it close to the, keep close it close. To the best. Yeah, you're gonna you have to look out a lot of great, cool things coming for Super Bowl week, so you're gonna have to check that out. That out, oh, but yeah. it's gonna be back, Jimmy. Oh, we yeah. have a new little friend with us. We have Boomer with us now. Yeah, um, Mr. Boomer, my, my named new after puppy. The, yeah, named after the second best quarterback in Bengals history behind Joe Burrow. Well, Boomer I mean, <laughs> we'll we'll see what what Joe's able to do. Boomer's the last um, quarterback to win a playoff game for the Bengals, so that's why he got the nod over Burrow. But yeah, I mean, Jonah's episode. I feel like it was good because. Obviously, it's the health and fitness side, but he also got in. He talked a lot, a lot about some of the personal growth that he's been doing 
Um, and he does want to help out anybody who's willing. So if you listen to that episode, go follow him on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, and then tag us in your story and let us know that you were listening to that episode. And that's how you found him because he'll give you a free consultation and basically lay out a plan for 30 days as to whether or not you want to keep working with him. But I feel great so far doing everything that he's been um, with doing with the Athlete for Life Challenge. And that's, I think that that's going to be one of our bigger partnerships as we continue oh, to move 100%. forward. Oh, 100%. Like, like we said on his episode, we're going to get you in basketball shape, Jimmy. That's all I want. That's all I want to do is get you in basketball shape to run up and down the floor with me. See, so. I got the knees of a lineman and a catcher. <laughs> So basketball doesn't really bother me. May not, may not cut it. No, I might just be shooting from the floor. I won't even jump when I shoot. But. That's fair. But, I mean, we are on episode 24. Yep. I finally broke out the 824 jersey. It says 8 in the front, 24 on the back. I won't turn around because I have a lot of hooked up wires and everything. Yeah. But um, I brought the Kobe jersey. We are at 24 episodes, regular episodes. We have extras, obviously. We're, right. we're, we're around almost 30 total. But this is the regular scheduled thing at 24 episodes. Yep. Uh, we got a lot of fun things to talk about. A lot oh, of fun yeah. things. No, it was a crazy weekend in sports. Um, and you went on a reserve. You went on the reserves for an mm-hmm. emergency podcast because we had no huge news break on Thursday afternoon. So yeah, well, oh, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. Actually. Yeah, one yeah. of the craziest NBA trades we've seen in a long time happen. We'll we'll get into full details about yeah. that because that was insane. We 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 won't just glance over that. We also have the playoffs that happened, and they were four very entertaining games. There wasn't really a blowout in any of them. Um, the Avs. Didn't show up, but then they showed up too hard. <laughs> they, they decided we're going to take the first day off and come back by in the second Yeah, game, the Blues so. are s- still sur- spinning, trying to figure out what the hell happened. It was like the scene in Rush Hour where uh, Chris Tucker gets kicked in the face. Like, which one of y'all kicked me? <laughs> Eleven of them kicked you. That's mm-hmm. what happened. Um, and then, obviously, we had NBA still going on. And uh, to, today was, the, as we're recording this on Monday, today was the last day that college players had to declare for the NFL draft. So we'll talk about some of the big names that declared so far and, and kind of give our initial thoughts on, on what their potential will be early on in the league. Because obviously we have no – we're not psychics. We don't have a crystal ball, and we still have to go through the combine, uh, pro days. And, there's, there's a lot yeah. of things that happen. I heard, I heard the combine also. They might not do the full combine. They'll do it by uh, university. So that's going to be interesting. It won't be – no longer the NFL special. Hopefully they'll come back next year. Hopefully Rich Eisen will still get to run his 40. Uh, um, he's he's definitely be, running the 40 because he raises millions of dollars for true. charities. So, so they'll have to figure out a new way to do all that because, um, mm. like you said, it's a different, it's a different world. It's a different in. time. Yeah, it's still – I mean, it's getting you, – you can tell that it's kind of getting better, but it's still, you know, totally different. No fans at any of the NHL games, even because uh, the Stars had an outbreak – um, in camp, so then Florida, yeah, all the Florida teams have pulled back, and it's like, yeah, you know what? No fans. That's cool. Cause I, I mean, the Stars have as many uh, five on five goals as the Bruins do, though. So I mean, they're they're doing pretty well, and they haven't played a game yet. So I, yeah, I mean, for, that that the Bruins thing. I'm so happy that they are playing <laughs> that they're playing that well. Hey, Jim, I'm happy that the Bruins are sucking so far this year. Um, but yeah, let's we'll start off. Let's start off by talking about some of the NCAA players that have declared for the draft so far. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence pretty much declared right after the semifinal was over. Makes sense. He's a graduate of Clemson already, even though he had another season. Uh, Justin Fields declared today. Uh, another Browning. I'm not sure of his first name, but he was their big defensive star. Yep. Besides, um, oh, and I can't think of the cornerback's name that they had. That tried to go up against Devontae Smith, but Wade. They, his last yeah, name's Wade. Yeah, Wade. I, don't I think it's Chris Wade. Yeah, Chris Wade. Chris Wade uh, is staying, I believe. So is Olave. But uh, Fields came out 
declared. Browning came out and declared for Ohio State. Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, and Trey Sermon all declared for the NFL draft today. Um, so let's go through just the top main five, Lawrence, Fields, Harris, Smith, and Sermon. What are we expecting for their potential at the next level? I think it's all about fit. It's 100% about fit. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's it's obvious. I mean, it may not be obvious completely because we could be completely wrong on draft day, but it's obvious he's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Um, and the Jets have a lot of interesting options. Mm-hmm. They could keep Darnold, could move on to Fields, build right away because bringing Robert Salah is a different different. You have a different atmosphere in New York already. Mm-hmm. Do you want to rebuild, bring in a quarterback with them? That's an interesting thing. Justin Fields and um, Zach Wilson are the two options there. But it's crazy. These top five, or excuse me, besides Trevor Lawrence, top four are we're all in the same game. And I believe they're all at the top of their position. Yeah. I think Devontae Smith, arguably with Jamar Chase, are the best receivers in coming out of this year. Jamar yeah, Chase, I mean, you argue about a lot. Jamar Chase not playing this year throws a whole nother monkey wrench into what the pro what the draft is going to be like because yes. he did opt out. He he could be, be something in the mm-hmm. NFL, um, but I think Devontae Smith will be the first wide receiver taken. I think Najee Harris should be, or actually I take that back. I think maybe Trey Sermon will be the first running back taken, and then Najee Harris. But I don't expect them early first. I think they'll be late first. It's not one of those things where it's a standout running back that you have to pick in the first top ten. It's not a Saquon Barkley Saquon or Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey yeah. along those lines. That uh, they will get a quality playtime for a team. Maybe the Broncos are a team if they move on from um, Phil Lindsay. I'm hoping not, but that's something. Maybe they're in the they're they're in the running for one of those running backs. But yeah. it's it's just it's all about fit. 100. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence pairing with Urban Meyer. It's going to be interesting. Like we said, we don't know what they're going to do at number one. There was rumor maybe just it was Justin Fields because of Ohio State tie, um, but. Reports if you talk, are, yeah. if you listen to the J Dash show, that that rumor or that reasoning for that rumor is ridiculous because uh, Urban was not around. He Justin was, yeah, Fields he wasn't when... around, but he definitely was one of the reasons mm-hmm. why he came over to Ohio State. Um, but he, his draft stock rises high, very very high. I think he's the number two quarterback taken. Um, I think he he jumped over Zach Wilson after that game against Clemson. Mm-hmm. He just ran into a buzzsaw in Alabama, and that I mean that that's he was just an also outlier. playing hurt too. Exactly. So. so playing with the broken ribs. That's another thing you got to think about if you're going to take a chance on Justin Fields. You know he probably, he's probably not going to start next year. Maybe you're you're in a spot where you 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 look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you look elsewhere, and you maybe go towards. The route of the Falcons, where they have a high draft pick, but maybe they draft Justin Fields and keep him for under Matt Ryan for a year. Right. Um, so there's a lot of interesting positions. I think it's very obvious who number one is. Number two can go a lot of different ways, and I think number three is obvious. I think Miami is definitely going to go with Devontae Smith because we saw what Devontae Smith and Tua look like together. And that's something you can't pass up on if you're the Dolphins. You got gifted that number three pick by a Texans team who is still scrambling with their quarterback to go elsewhere. So we'll have more about that later, trust me. So there's some fun odds on that. Um, but Dolphins are, should go with Devontae Smith to repair him together. Um, after that, you, you just got to hope Atlanta doesn't pick a, pick a lineman. I, and that yeah, 10 a really will drops to five. I, I think there could be... There's a couple teams that I'm nervous for. So the draft order is the Jaguars, the Jets, Miami at three, Atlanta at four, and then Cincinnati at five. Atlanta could be one that takes Penny Sewell from Oregon. I could also see maybe the Jets, or yeah, I or I could see the Jets trading back with a team who wants to get Penny Sewell. Yeah. Because right now, I it's it was a slam dunk for the Jets if they had the number one overall pick. They were going to get Trevor Lawrence because mm-hmm. then it would be a full rebuild, and it, it made total sense. Now, like you said – does um, 
does Justin Fields really fit in what Robert Sala wants to do? Does he want to take on babysitting a rookie quarterback as well as another thing? So I agree with those points, but I do think with now with them not necessarily having a huge a set plan, there's a couple teams that I'm kind of nervous about trading up and then trying to. I, I think when it comes to the Jets position, I think there's a team that's going to drop, trade up for for Justin Fields. I don't know necessarily about trading up for Penny Sewell. I think the number four pick is but, more likely to be traded up for for Penny Sewell because I think that everyone knows the Bengals have their eyes on him. Yeah. If if someone wants him that badly, then they jump to four. Jumping to two for Penny Sewell doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I think there's a better shot. He's at four there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, left tackles. I think that he's going to be a left tackle. It might be a right tackle, but tackles in general. It's not the same conversation we were having when Quentin Nelson was coming out. You can't, where people thought, oh, you can't take a guard in the top five. You should, because Quentin Nelson's an all, I think he's a three-time all-pro now. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's yeah. one of the best O-line we've seen in a very long time. Very I long. love watching him play football. Yeah. It's a lot of fun watching him play. Him and him and Jensen have two of the biggest just F-U attitudes yeah, out there. Yeah, football football. Yeah. I know you hate, say, hate, hate that. I was hate never, that school. But. I was never there. I never had to play against him when he was there, thankfully, because... Well, I mean, I wouldn't have had to play against him anyways, but he would have made me look bad on yeah, the opposite he's sideline. He's an animal. Oh, he's an animal. He's a total animal. Uh, yeah, Atlanta really scares me because who knows what they're going to do. Arthur Smith being the coach there now, maybe he doesn't go offensive line, though, because Arthur Smith is an offensive coordinator. We saw what he did with um, with the Tennessee, Falcons or, or the Titans. Yep. Yeah. So maybe he wants a, a big-time running back. Maybe he goes after... Maybe Najee and Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon had 500 yards rushing in his last two games. Yes, he did get hurt in in the national championship, so we'll see what happens there. But Najee Harris, he proved in in that game that he can settle down a young or a quarterback who's inexperienced in the moment. Now he's going to be the rookie at that point. But Alabama running backs come into the league pretty seasoned, pretty mm-hmm. veteran savvy, even though they are young. So I, that's. I hate that Atlanta somehow got the the jump on us. It's because of the tie. That's what's what it is. Yeah. So Doug Peterson ended up fucking me again. He <laughs> fucked me as an NFL fan, and now he's fucking me as as a Bengals fan. Yeah, for the Falcons though, I think if they were interested in Najee or or Trey Sermon, they yeah, definitely they definitely trade back. Yeah, and then that that whole case goes where um, does the Falcons keep the fourth pick and maybe trade back into the first round at the end to try to get one of those two? Because we just could see that happen mm-hmm. um, because. Teams are looking at number four. I think the only way you trade up to number four is a, is if you're dead or vastly interested in Justin Fields or Penny Sewell. Mm-hmm. I think Devontae Smith's already a lock to Miami. I think Trevor Lawrence is already a lock to um, Jacksonville. Um, besides that, I think if you're interested in Sewell or interested in Justin Fields, that's where the trade up four is. If Atlanta is not interested in either of those guys, then you trade back maybe in the back end of the top ten. Maybe a team like the Broncos. I, I don't. I don't want it to happen, but maybe they jump up to four and get Justin Fields if he's there, yeah, um, or know. whatever it may be. But there's a lot of options there. Um, it's it's just going to be interesting how it all plays out. Because I mean, all honesty, it could just get chaotic from the start. And Justin could, yeah. Fields could go number one, and then we could see absolutely no and insanity. Oh, we'll have we'll definitely be making mock drafts, and that's that was fun for me when I was on the radio because. Uh, and the first one that we did was the year Baker went number one overall. No, I didn't have Baker going number one overall. Um, I could see maybe the Broncos trading up a little bit to maybe get. I think they, honestly, if I was a Bronco fan and I I follow them decently, I know what's going on with them. They should go after Patrick Sertan. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I cornerback is one of the worst positions on that team. 
But then you got to worry about Detroit, Carolina. I mean, even Philadelphia. Philadelphia could take a really good corner like that. And a cornerback we've seen, like the Browns. They traded up, or they had two picks in the first round and ended up taking a cornerback with their first one, Denzel Ward. He's been great for them so far. But I, I really think as a Bronco fan, you got to hope that they do everything they can to get Patrick Sertan. I mean, there's the cornerback position going into this year, everyone thought, oh, we're set for life. Because we dropped O.J. Moody, who had a very good year. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. O.J. Moody had a great year. Callahan just was hurt all the time. And Bouye had the steroid test, which has made things worse. Um, and then Interesting that it, he kept getting hurt while he was on steroids. Exactly. So it just just kept getting worse and worse at the position. It's good to have death. Um, that defense, I think, with Sertan there, you could put Sertan across from um, Bouye mm-hmm. and then and have that be your one-two punch and have O.J. Moody and have... Um, Bryce Callahan be, be the slot corners, which yeah. I think is very, very good secondary. Mm-hmm. Pair that with Kareem Jackson in, in the back half and, and Justin Simmons. That's a really that's a, that's a very fair that's a playoff type secondary in my opinion. Oh, it's a very yeah. young secondary, but it has a lot of great potential. No, it does. And the Broncos, they still have a lot of bone. They still have the structure of that no fly zone defense. It really is coming down to the mm-hmm. fact that you don't have three really, really good cornerbacks like you did that year mm-hmm. because you had. Chris Harris in the slot, um, Aqib Talib, and I can't remember who the other Bradley Roby. Bradley, Bradley Roby was, was, was a halftime slot. Yeah, it, he would switch yeah, with Chris, Chris Harris. Harris yeah. um, so I think that they want to build up that secondary again because even though – Especially in this division too. Yeah. Especially this division. Oh, yeah, because you're going, yeah. Yeah, going up against Mahomes and then all the other teams in the division have decent secondaries when they're healthy. Derwin James in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, yeah, he's been hurt a lot. But when he's playing, very, when he's playing well, he plays very mm-hmm. well. Um, and then I know Abram in Oakland is, is pretty good. The safety, obviously, in Kansas City, they have the Honey Badger and Dirty Dan Sorensen. And now Dirty Dan Sorensen stands for actually being a dirty player because um, we'll, we'll talk well, about I that. Well, I mean, I knew that from beforehand. Going back to that snow game I went to <sighs> yeah. in week 10, maybe? I don't remember what week it was, but he did have the dirty hit on, I forgot who it I was. I think he knocked out Philip Lindsay. No, he knocked out Philip Lindsay in the second game. Oh. In Kansas City, because I, yeah, I do remember that in Kansas City because Phil Lindsay basically almost rolled us to that game. Actually, I take that back. That was against the Chargers. It might have been the first one. Yeah. I, I'm totally mixing up my games. I just want to forget the Broncos season in general. That's so. true. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you had a pretty. It was five and eleven, I believe. Was yeah. Five and the and amount 11. of injuries and the amount of bad things that just went our way. Ugh. But I mean, that's that's good for you. Uh, did, we have the talent. I'm not worried. I just we, I just want us to get a full roster. I want Jarrell Casey back. I want a full healthy Corlin Sutton. I want Melancorn and Phil Lindsay together. Yeah. Um, I want I want Judy Hamler in their second year to take leaps. They need an offensive lineman. Not left tackle anymore. No, not left, not tackle. left tackle, but right tackle. Right tackle. Right because tackle. Dotson is. I can feel him age as I watch the game. I mean, it, it just gets worse and worse. And then Juwan James is supposed to be playing next year. I, don't, I, don't I wouldn't want him to play is. if I was a Bronco fan. He He's robbed Denver of a lot of money. Yeah, there's, there's they, a lot of problems. And Vaughn Miller has off-the-field off problems, too. Don't forget about oh, that. Boy. We won't get into that. We didn't actually talk about that because it was one of the weeks that we were not – we don't have to talk about it, but I'm just saying we yeah, we, we completely skipped over it because it was one of our pre-recorded Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that once the things come out because, like we said – they they referred this back to Chris's Chris Anderson's case when when Chris was actually the victim is mm-hmm. wait till it all comes out wait till everything figures out because I, some I mean right now it doesn't look good but no, I, hope I, want, that, I, I want all the details and I want everything to figure out before we start making judgments I really sure. really hope that um, 
it's not as bad as what it looks mm-hmm. like right now. And and if you don't know what we're talking about, just go search it. Yeah, up. Just go search you can it just up. search Von Miller's name in Twitter. It'll probably still all be there. It's kind of it, it. Weirdly enough, it kind of came in and blew over. Mm-hmm. There was other things going on with the team around that time. I think Melvin Gordon got a DUI a week after or something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, just one thing after the other. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't envy. I mean, I went four four eleven and one and had a better season than I was expecting. I don't envy what you had to do. Um, so the other, I guess we talked about most of them. Do you think Devonte Smith? Do you think that he'll be ready for the pros? Because he is very skinny, and we saw him get hurt in the national championship game. I'm not worried about. I mean, it was a it was a freak thumb injury. It's not like he got his ACL ripped apart. No, it but, was a freak thumb injury. Um, he would have went back out there if they weren't kicking the shit out of him already. So I'm not worried about that. If you're the Dolphins, you have to go there. You have to go. There. No, I think that you. you have, I think you, that you have to go there, but I do think that there could be some development because what what rookie receivers learn in the NFL is these NFL cornerbacks will jam you and almost break your sternum. So if you're not big enough to kind of deal with that, get off the line, if, if they can press you on the line of scrimmage, you you're it doesn't even matter that you're on the field. He's going to be in the slot a lot, so I don't think that he's going to be seeing uh, yeah, a, a lot think, of man coverage. I think it'll coverage, be a lot but, easier with Devontae Parker, too, for the Dolphins. Yeah. He'll be a more proven guy, and then maybe they add another free agent signing. They need uh, to, to add. They need to take as many offensive weapons as they yeah. can because their offense – was basically stitched together with glue, and it was pretty amazing what they were able to do. They they were Almost a game playoffs, out of the yeah. out of the playoffs. If they would have been able to win against Buffalo in Week 17, and Buffalo, knowing what we know now that happened with Pittsburgh, Buffalo didn't need to play everybody, but they did because they wanted the second seed, and and it's worked out for them. But that's my one thing about maybe Devonte Smith needing to gain a little bit of weight. Don't lose any of your speed because that's obviously your biggest asset. But I, I do think that there has to be a little bit of development that goes into him. I don't yeah. think I don't see him coming in and being an impact guy. Yeah, it's, it's those things with rookie wide receivers. You expect them to put up numbers necessarily, but not be as effective as they should be their rookie year. Justin Jefferson next year could be a top two receiver. Yeah. Um, but he he's not there yet. He's he's a top ten receiver based upon numbers. And same with um, uh, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy, yeah. and then also. Um, Chase Claypool, they they had great first years. They just weren't as impactful in winning games, and that's where you see that second year. Mm-hmm. So I, I I agree with you on that. I think it'll be a one or two year process for Dr. Devontae Smith. But they're already expecting that with Tua. You nearly made the playoffs. You have the right defense. You just need to get the offense going. And you're you have the right team. coach too. Brian Flores is one of my favorite coaches in the league. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. We'll talk about some of the divisional round games, and let's start with the one we called for color cast, the Rams. And Los Angeles, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. 14-point game, but it was a weird score because uh, there was a bad snap on an extra point, and then they tried to get a two-point conversion and never uh, got back. With a little score-gami there? But yeah, a little, little bit. Little a little score-gami? <laughs> when, I have to, when I'm calling the game and I have to go, that's 14 points, right? Yeah, carry the two, carry two one. Yeah. Quick yeah. math. <laughs> yes, it is 14 points. Um, but that was, I mean, Green Bay, Green Bay looks like they're on a mission. Aaron Rodgers is having fun. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a problem for everyone else. Yeah. He is enjoying life. He is having fun playing football. I haven't seen this type of Aaron Rodgers in, since the Super Bowl win. Yeah. I haven't seen him have this much fun with his receivers, his running backs. We saw one series where he didn't even throw a ball. Nope. They went 85 yards down the field off opening, of runs. Yeah, opening drive of the second half. He didn't throw a single pass. He only threw 36 times in total. And he's a generational talent at quarterback. 
only had to throw for 296 yards. And most only of those, 296 well, yards. I mean, most exactly. of those were garbage time yards, too. And that last that last bomb that he threw to Lazard. But they look like they're on a mission. Their only downfall, possibly, is going to be their defense. That's the only defense, only I, thing that yeah. I'm nervous about. But I will I will give them credit. Their pass rush was that Terry Smith did step up. Yeah. So I, I that that gives me a little bit of, not weary, a little bit of confidence in this team yeah. going into the next round against Tampa Bay, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But going into that next game, I like Terry Smith a lot. And Jair Alexander shut um, Robert Woods down for the most part. He only had a few touches here and there. Yeah. Um, so I'm not too worried about this Green Bay defense. I'm just worried about necessarily the stigma of playing Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's, <laughs> That's the only thing. This is our first uh, Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady matchup in the playoffs. Fire me up! I, I, I mean, I'm excited for that because uh, of everything else that happened last night. But uh, I think another thing that stood out for the Packers was the three running backs mm-hmm. playing as well as they did. Aaron Jones, obviously the feature back, but then you have AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams who are both just running like like crazy. They had gaping holes because that offensive line, even though they're missing an all-pro left tackle in Bakhtiari, Lindsley was able to get things going. I love how Billy Turner run blocks. I've always liked how Billy Turner run blocked, even when he was on the Broncos. And I turned on the Bengals game when they played the Broncos. One, The one play that I turned on was Phil Lindsay's toss that he took for 85 yards, and Billy Turner led the way. Um, and I agree. I think Zedarius Smith will get those guys ready to go. It's going to be Zedarius Smith versus Tristan Wirfs, mm-hmm. which I think Zedarius Smith might get the best of. Um, we we saw be. we saw Warfs did a really good job against Cameron Jordan, mm-hmm. um, but I think the Packers, that was also after two times playing him before. That's true. So I think I think it's going to be a little bit of a different scheme that the Packers defense are are ready to roll because this team, like I said, Aaron Rodgers having fun is a problem for everybody else because because yeah. we like the quote unquote Jay Cutler of the Green Bay Packers is having fun. He's leading his team. He is he's putting the crown on yep. um, on top on top. He's celebrating Ted. touchdowns again. He's having fun. Yeah. That's the quarterback I've been wanting to see for so long. That's Aaron Rodgers is one of the those quarterbacks. It doesn't matter who they're playing. You got to turn it on because this must watch TV. Yeah, but then when we get, we'll talk a little bit more about this when we get to the the pick'em. Tampa Bay did kick the shit out of Green Bay earlier this year in Green Bay, but like we said, we'll talk a hard, little bit. Hard of, to sweep teams. It is. It's is very to hard teams. to sweep a team. Now let's go over to. Game that made me very happy. We didn't call this Both one. Both of us very happy. Yeah, I, I know I know it made you happy. I was this close you to... Get what you fucking deserve. I was this close to starting to defend Comp, and Comp was... Comp won Twitter this weekend. Will oh, Compton yeah. from Bustin' with the Boys uh, had the crying Jordan meme face. Love he it. said he was going to do it when they lost. They ended up losing this round. Um, and then he had... It, it's really funny that... All the, the haters are like, wow, if you focus this much on playing instead of your Twitter game, maybe you'll actually be a starter. And No, he's an eighth-year journeyman linebacker. He doesn't need to focus on the game because he yeah, gets yeah, – Yeah, he brought, now outside of yeah, football. It, and he, he can have fun with it. He gets brought in because he can learn a playbook really quickly and, and contribute if he needs to. Mm-hmm. He did great in his relief roles this year for the Titans. Against the Broncos, he had a great game. And then he had the huge strip fumble against uh, – who was that? Well, it was one of the last weeks of the season. But Baltimore loses. Lamar Jackson gets knocked out. Josh Allen doesn't look great. Stephon Diggs had another great game because he's Stephon Diggs, and we're starting to learn that he can just do that now. But the Buffalo defense, who we've been talking about all season, not being as good as they were, 
really stepped up. Yeah, that's I mean, not saying as good as they were was compared to last year. Yeah. Last year they were just dominant. Last year they were top two in the league. Exactly. This year they had a slight drop off, but yeah. la- this past week we saw that defense we saw it two years ago. Yep. Um, and they stepped up big time. Um, the Ravens were looking for answers at quarterback. No Trace McSorley, which he probably would have threw it on a dime. They he he was unavailable. Yeah. Um, no RG three either. I don't really know why. He's, I think he's he hurt pulled a hamstring in the Pittsburgh game when he had to play when he started uh, when Lamar had COVID. But either way, Ravens, welcome to starting your fourth string quarterback. Just like I know very well. So well, at least Tyler Huntley is an actual quarterback. He played at Utah. Yeah. He was a quarterback last year, not his freshman year at Wake Forest <laughs> like Kendall Hinton. Um, but I think. What we really got exposed to this week for the Buffalo Bills defense, their speed. Because they had the speed to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket, and they were getting after him the whole night. Obviously had the sack that knocked him out. Um, And then the huge, huge pick six. That was... You needed that play so badly at that point in the game because neither team could score. Justin Tucker forgot how to make a field goal. The wind was oh, the wind was very bad. Very, very bad. Very, very bad. But he's normally the guy that you send out there in a windstorm and be like, no, he's got this. He's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, considering he doinked two of them, yeah. that the win played factor. Don't get me wrong. Because we were seeing balls thrown by Josh Allen deep that were literally curving right, so far right, that they were literally thrown, they were per, they were right on line, and then as he threw it, it literally went straight right out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was just a really weird atmosphere. But, but that's Buffalo in the playoffs for you. Yeah. That's Buffalo in the that's playoffs. That's why they wanted the play they wanted a home field advantage. That's why they played everybody in week seventeen because they knew if you have to go to Western New York at this time of year, unless you're Jim Kelly, nobody's gonna be able to throw. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson tried, failed pretty miserably. Should, could have should could have expected that. Though. Yeah. No, I mean it's the divisional round of the playoffs. Lamar Jackson's not getting to the past of the divisional round of the playoffs. Until you prove it otherwise, that's your stigma. Yeah, you won a playoff game, and then you acted like a dick afterwards. And we have people on the Unhinged Sports Network. I'm not calling you out. Like, I don't disagree with some of the points that you're making, but I have a very, very hard time if you played football before or played a competitive sport, how you, how you defend what they did last weekend. Yeah, yeah, the Titans shouldn't have broke it down on the midfield logo, but that's all they did. It's not like they went over and cleated it unprovoked. Unprovoked is what I'm talking about. John Harbaugh coming over and then getting in the face of a whole bunch of alpha male professional athletes, what do you expect? They're going to turn around and they're going to try and dig at your logo. So, okay, but I, I really don't know how you can just back up the Ravens at this point. Either way, they're out of playoffs, not not worried about. The one other thing I want to say about this game, though, was what happened after it. Bills Mafia showed themselves a little bit. Um, the, Lamar Jackson has a charity known, um, Backpacks for Kids, I believe, and it goes it, – they – feed uh, uh, kids food during the during the school year mm-hmm. um, on the weekends or when they can't get to school because of COVID or whatever it may be. And Bill's Mafia stepped up and they, I mean, there, there's, there's 300,000 donations and $8 each or something like that. And they had, they had the most um, donations ever. So I would highly recommend everyone going there, um, donating $8 to, to that foundation in mm-hmm. our Bill's Mafia. That was something really cool that they did. For Lamar Jackson, because like like we said, we give Lamar Jackson shit because he hasn't been able to win the playoffs. But him healthy is good for football. Yeah, um, and it, it was a really classic thing what Bills Mafia did. I'm just happy to see the Bills in the, in the AFC Championship because I like new blood. No, that's that's a good reason that they're in the playoffs. And Bills Mafia has always been that way. When uh, the Bengals Andy beat Andy Dalton, yeah, yeah, when the Bengals beat the Ravens to get the Bills into the playoffs for the first time since who I can't even remember when, but. 
Um, they donated a ton of money to Andy Dalton's charity, so they they are pretty. They're crazy. They're I, not fun, I, but they're classy. I would really like to tailgate with them before the game. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Zach, if we we're able to go, you still got to jump through a flaming table in your George House jersey. But they are. I, I agree with you. They are one of the more classy fan bases in all of professional sports. Not they just like to football. have their fun, but they're classy. Now let's move on to the AFC, the other AFC divisional round, the Browns and Chiefs. This one, wow. I mean, five-point game. Who expected the Browns and Chiefs to go to a five-point game? And it wasn't just because Pat Mahomes No one expected the Browns to cover at all, and it was a a 10.5 spread. And they had five? Wow. I I mean, given that Patrick Mahomes didn't play for the last quarter and a half, right, or something along those lines? It wasn't too much of the game, but yeah, it was like maybe maybe the last 18 minutes. Yeah, whatever it may be. The Browns played well, and the Browns have a bright future. Yep. No, I, I it's mean, weird saying that, but the Browns have a bright future. Maybe it's because they went back to the old school Browns jerseys, not the old, the newer ones that they did. Now yeah. they have the old school Browns jerseys, but um, I, the Browns gonna be good for a few years now. I think and, so. I, and I, this this game makes me worry a little bit about the Chiefs' defense. Makes me worry a little bit, but not a whole lot against the Bills. No, and it's totally it's a totally different offensive scheme that you're going up against because the Browns. They know their identity. Baker has played. Baker had a hell of this mm-hmm. hell of a season, especially the last the last half. Uh, he finally threw in a, his first interception since I believe week fourteen mm-hmm. yesterday. But he he played really well. They they are a punch you in the face, pound the ball down your throat, and then we're gonna go over the top with play action. And Kevin Stefanski is one of the better offensive-minded head coaches. I believe he should win Coach of the Year for what he's been oh, able to do. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, it's probably, I mean, Maybe me, him and LaFleur. LaFleur has the other argument to be made. I also up. like Sean McDermott as yeah, well. Yeah, Sean McDermott too. They, so, there's a lot of good options. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, the coaching, for as bad as Adam Gase is at head coaching, there's even more people that are pretty good at it. Exactly. Um, but, we, it's we'll, gonna, we'll, yeah, it's going to be a completely different scheme, though, because yeah. like we said, Buffalo only ran the ball one time in the first half, and it was a Josh Allen scramble. Oh, they have no running so, game. But so it's going to be completely different what the Chiefs have to do. The main thing that we have to talk about with this game is the Dan Sorensen hit going into halftime on T- on Rashard Higgins. Not T. Higgins. T. Higgins is my mm-hmm. guy. Not not T. Higgins. Uh, that should have been targeting. That should have been targeting. That should have been targeting. I'm going to say it as many times as, as I need to because that should have been targeting. You cannot dip your head, and hit another player in the side of their helmet. I believe, I don't know if he went out, but it would make sense to me that Richard Higgins went out for a second. That's why he dropped the ball, because he didn't get hit in the arm, really. Mm-hmm. It was mainly just head-to-head contact. He probably went out, dropped the ball, and Joku did what he could to try and keep the ball in the end zone. But then we can also talk about why is it... I get it when you kick it off or you punt it into the end zone for the touchback. When it goes through the end zone on a fumble, unless it's a team like batting it out of the back of the end zone, I I don't necessarily agree that then the other team just gets the ball back at their own twenty yard line. I, I I'm in the majority that thinks that because so the way I see it is I think a great example of this was the Will Parks play from a few years back against the Steelers. Um, I think it was the second to last game of the year last year um, was Will Parks made a play on I believe it was either Juju or someone it might have been Deontay Johnson. Uh, in the end zone, and he made him. Fu- he forced a fumble, and the ball went out. I don't think that they should get the ball back. I- I'm one of the- I'm one of those cases where you fumble the ball out of bounds. You- the ball does not move forward on forward progress. If you fumble it forward out of the end zone, because if you're in the end zone already, it should be a touchdown. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, If you fumble the ball forward out of the end zone, then that's a different story. I don't think you deserve the ball back. Because if you're doing – so if you're in the case of they deserve the ball back, where do you give the ball? The one-yard line? Is that fair for a defensive defensive play that just caused a fumble and the guy hit the ball all the way back? If anything, you should go back to where the play started. I would say half the distance maybe. Because you yeah. did, you got not it to the, that point. Yeah, not not the one yard line. No, not not the one yard line where he fumbled it, but also, I guess maybe it's just because of this play, that ball should have never been fumbled. That ball, yeah. I mean, the play should have been blown dead. They should have gone back and looked at the the hit anyways. They they need to really change the targeting rule in the NFL. Oh, it's, it's got to be changed. The targeting rule in college too. The whole the whole miss, missing out games and everything that hurts at, the players as well. At least it, it add is, the review. Yeah, you don't necessarily is, have to kick guys out, but add the review. The review is one hundred percent thing. We're in twenty twenty one. How is there not a review already? There's a review on everything else, but you can't do a targeting call review. Why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, obviously no one wants to see the head to head contact. Uh, replay over and over again, but just don't show it and have the rest go take a thorough look because, like we said, these are actual human beings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt taking five minutes to go check if this player should be ejected for the rest of the game or if uh, it was a clean hit. Well, I mean, and if that penalty happens, I think that it, it nullifies the play. It nullifies the play, obviously, but then the Browns still maintain possession. They get the ball moved up 15 yards like they should because that's what the rule that's what the rule states. I don't necessarily think that you have to kick Dan Sorensen out of the game, but I there needs to be some sort of change made there. Uh, maybe then, maybe the two strike system where it's, it could be like I, I said that with college football. I think they should have that as well. Two offenses because that 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 safety I forgot his name from Alabama. His national championship game was ended after the second quarter mm-hmm. when he had that hit that they did they reviewed. Um, but I think that you should get a two shot minimum. Almost. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it. One of, we were on a call earlier today, and Zach brought up the Zach Kyleman or the Gridiron Gallery podcast. Check him out on Fridays on the Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, but he mentioned it could possibly move as to one of the personal fouls because if you get two yeah. personal fouls, then you're kicked out. Yeah. So if you get a targeting penalty, that's a personal foul. That's your first personal foul. Don't do it again, or don't do anything else stupid again, and then you won't get kicked out of the, the game. Yeah, that they, could should, be, they just got to do something different. Yeah. I, I agree completely with that. I think that's a great option to go with. Uh, the Pat, we also have to mention Patrick Mahomes did get knocked out. I do think that he's going to play. He's going to oh, find some. Oh, heaven forbid he's dead. Um, he's going to be playing on Sunday. I, the NFL will that, not allow him to not be playing. We got, we got a, we got got a little a, bit of action from Boomer there. He, mascot's he, getting up. He, I know we don't like Patrick Mahomes in this house either. Don't worry, buddy. Yeah, but, uh, but um, he was he's a Baker fan because of Boom, Boomer Sooner. Uh, but I think, yeah, do you think that maybe? The Chiefs have a COVID outbreak so that they can extend the game a little bit so that Pat Mahomes can clear concussion protocol. I, I don't know if they'd do that because because there's been so many snitchy things this year already. Yeah. I think there's a good chance they could do that because the buffer one week of the Super Bowl, having the Pro Bowl in between all that, I think mm-hmm. there is a chance for that. Um, but The know. NFL also has the facilities that they're going to use for the Super Bowl. They have it rented out for an extra three weeks in case something – in case they had an outbreak this late in the season. So I think that that could be a possibility. I don't think it would be an outbreak. I think I think he won't practice all week, and I think he'll have to go through all the protocols, but I think by Thursday, Friday, he'll still be cleared. But then that begs the question, do you want to concuss Patrick Mahomes playing? Cause it, if you're the Chiefs, yes, you do. I'll tell you right now, Chad Henney cannot beat the Bills. No, Chad Henney can't beat the Bills, but a concussed Patrick Mahomes, could he beat the Bills? He could yes, barely walk. Yeah, he he could so, barely walk so. off the field on yes uh, yesterday. On I, Sunday, I, he could barely. He didn't know where he was. He could barely get off, get himself off the field. 
I still say yes. I still uh, think. Right. I still. Uh, Patrick Mahomes with zero brain cells is still better than half the quarterbacks in this league. That's true. So That's I'm, true. I still don't doubt Patrick Mahomes for a, for a doubt. And as a division rival, that hurts me saying yeah. this. But um, without a doubt, Patrick Mahomes, like he's he, he's gonna play. Like, I I don't think the NFL. I think I think they might bend the rules. I don't think they'll have the COVID outbreak. I think the concussion rules will be bent a little bit to make sure he plays. Um, but like I said, he doesn't have to practice a whole lot. No. He just has to go through warm ups, do seven on seven, take no hits. Mm-hmm. Um, just just take Monday or take today off, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday as well, and then Friday, Saturday, have a walkthrough, and I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh... He's going to be on the field. There's no way that Chad Henney's the starting quarterback for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Uh, like you said about the Bills, they had a great season. I think they're another step away. This was good for them because they got the playoff experience that they needed for that young core that they're building. Draft well and then continue to develop guys. Excuse me. You might possibly be a destination in free agency now. Oh, 100%. Because, receivers, yeah. running backs. If you're, if you're a free agent running back, why the hell did you not go to Buffalo? Buffalo, I mean, if you have a passing game as good as Josh Allen's and Stephon Diggs, why the hell not? If you're, you can make that offense even deadlier. Yeah, so and I, that defense can only get better as well. Yeah. Uh, this Bills team has so much great talent for the next six, seven years, eight years. Oh yeah, and all their guys that are stars for mm-hmm. them are on their rookie contracts or mm-hmm. are already it makes resigned. Life a lot easier. And and they can use OBJ as trade bait. I know that I know that he's one of the top receivers in the league, one of the most talented guys. But you cannot look at me and tell me that the Browns were not better with him off the field. Yeah, yeah, you could. The Brown, I mean, if we're, talk, if we're talking about the Bills getting OBJ, I think that could be a possibility. No, not the – well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, because that could be a possibility. Um, with the Browns, though, yeah, um, they, they could possibly move on for sure. All right, let's, let's move on to the last game of the weekend, and then we can take a break from football for a little bit because I know you want to talk some, some basketball. And hockey, too. And a lot hockey, of hockey yeah. stuff, too. Um, so, Buccaneers, Saints – Possibly the last time we see Drew Brees ever play should an NFL game. Yeah, it should time. be. It should be. I'm not going to rule anything out, but I do think I, I, Drew Brees does not strike me as a Brett Favre type where he's going to tease that he's retiring, tease that he's retiring, and then come back. I do think that, especially after that injury that he sustained, you have 24 ribs in your body. He broke 11 of them on one hit. Yeah. One of them punctured his lung. And he came back... I mean, as much as much shit as I gave him for being washed and just not having the talent that he did earlier on in his career, and he it, he aged like that. He was one of the most rapidly aged quarterbacks that I can remember. Because I, I say it a lot about, like, Brady's not near as good as he has been, but he's still good enough to win you games. Drew Brees was, you know, a little bit past that. He, he went from last year being serviceable, maybe even a good quarterback in the NFC, to this year being one of the worst quarter one of, not one of the worst quarterbacks, but one of the worst quarterbacks, especially in that conference. And and it showed last night. I mean not gonna put the whole thing on him because the Bucks were just the Bucks definitely took everything that they saw from the regular season put that into a game plan and, and figured out how to just beat the Saints. That's well, all they wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, like we said, it's hard to beat a team three times, mm-hmm. especially with Tom Brady quarterback. I thought that the Saints were going to come out firing, and they did. If it weren't for a great defensive play on Jared Cook, we could have seen this game go the completely other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Brees, he's, he's, 
he's done so many great things for the game. Whether whether it be leading that New Orleans team, he's the reason her, that they still have the Saints there. Exactly. Down in New yeah, after Hurricane Katrina, that whole thing, him having a terrible start to his career in San Diego, mm-hmm. and then him being shipped off to New Orleans for barely nothing, yeah. and him rejuvenating his career. He's top five in nearly every single QB statistical record, career record. Um, so he is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's just time, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think a great way to put it, we I, we tweeted out was the HBK Ric Flair match when it was Ric Flair's quote unquote last match. It wasn't his last match? Quote unquote last match. We don't count TNA, so yeah, it's his we, last yeah, match. Yeah, so Ric Flair's quote unquote last match in WWE. Shawn Michaels saying I'm sorry, knocking him out with the with the sweet chin music. That yeah. was basically Tom Brady because both those dudes are first battle Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Drew Brees, it's, it was his time. Yeah. And he's done more, so much for the sport, so much for that city in New Orleans. New, New Orleans football is where it is because of Drew Brees. If you look at, I mean, people that, um, if you look at all those players that come out of Louisiana, especially LSU, Joe Burrow looking up to him. He wore nine because of Drew Brees at mm-hmm. one point. Um, Tyron Matthew, Matthew yeah. had the thing about Drew Brees rejuvenating the city after Hurricane Katrina. The list goes on and on. Um, one of the stats, though, that really, really. In- intrigued me a lot was that Tom Brady currently has more wins against NFC opponents in the playoffs than Drew Brees. Wow. He has five Super Bowl wins against NFC opponents and he has two in the playoffs. Two in the playoffs now. and Drew Brees only has oh, I don't know five or six and, and, and I think it might be he might have eight or something along but I don't know the exact numbers. Um, but it makes sense because when they made it to the Super Bowl they were the one seed so they played two games to get there mm-hmm. and then they always lose somehow they lose in spectacular fashion more than oh, any other team that I can really team, remember. Yeah. There was a few years Drew Brees should have got another Super Bowl. It just crazy things happen, whether it be the yeah. whether it be the miracle, Minneapolis, in, in Minneapolis miracle. miracle, or the um, Rams bad targeting call. So I yeah, and then we ended up having to sit through a season where coaches could challenge pass interference. So thank you for that, Sean Payton. Yeah, uh, on the other side of that, going back to that WWE analogy, Shawn Michaels went on. After that, to have a few more great matches, that was right before he started doing his thing with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Do you think that we still see? I mean, obviously Brady, I, I would say Brady still has one of the better Brady chances to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, years. we don't know what he's done. Right, like, it's 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 a revolving thing of like this, like this is a great comparison, but it's kind of not at the same time. The LeBron James thing. LeBron James was well past is well past his point. I'm thirty six. I'm thirty six, and I'm oh that was a great meme. Mark <laughs> Shout out Mark Phillips. They have funny videos on Twitter. Um, but LeBron is doing this. He'll be doing this until he's a 43, 45, mm-hmm. and he won't be at his prime. But he'll be still be winning basketball games. Yeah. That was Tom Brady. Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls in his late thirties. Um, that's what LeBron's doing, and then at his late forties, he won't be the star anymore like we're seeing with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And that uh, Ron Jones, that defense especially, yeah. he doesn't have to do it all anymore. Now he's help around him. We could see another five years from Tom Brady. Yeah. And he could be playing until he's 50. Jesus. And I'm just glad he's on the AFC anymore. I'm just glad he's on the AFC. Hopefully he doesn't come back. Hopefully it's not a welcome home and, and just He'll retire a Patriot. I guarantee you that. But I don't. it'll be a 10-day contract or a 24-hour contract where they, it, it's a Legends deal or something. If the opportunity were to arise, would you like him in in Denver? No, fuck okay. no. He's okay. forty something. Okay, okay. I, I I am past that point. I, if, if if this would have happened, maybe if we were talking about five years ago, Tom Brady, I would have said hell yeah. If there's any chance you get him, um, but no, not I, not now. I'm gonna rephrase this in the nicest way possible. You give them whatever 
the hell they want. You give them whatever Deshaun Watson wants. Yeah, no. You don't give anything. You, you, you give them the house for Deshaun Watson. You well, don't give them the house for Tom Brady at this point in his career. No, Tom Brady's definitely leading on that's his... Because that's a two-year uh, rental. Yeah. And that's if you may, you can win. So I, I'd say no to that. No, it's probably not a good idea. It, it's just fun to think about. I, I sometimes picture different quarterbacks in different uniforms, and Tom Brady in a Broncos uniform seems about as weird as any. Uh, uh, but he's definitely leaning on his cast of characters. It, and the weird thing is, Gronk is not affecting the game in the receiving. He's affecting the game in the way that he's pass-protecting. I think that's why Tristan Wirfs was able to hold up a little bit better against Cam Jordan because Bruce Arians is like, okay, my rookie cannot go against this grown-ass man at defensive end. So I'm going to leave Gronk in there. Gronk, Gronk's going to go down as one of the best blocking tight ends, I think, of all time, yeah. along with one of the best receiving. That's why I think he, of tight ends, he's my number one. I think that he's going to yeah. go. He's my number one right now. Travis Kelsey, yeah, he's probably a better receiver, a little bit more dynamic in that area, but he's not a blocker. I think all time, I think I still may give the nod to Tony Gonzalez. Just Possibly. slightly. Possibly. Um, but Rob Gronkowski, he's definitely a top three tight end of all time. He's yes. put up fantastic numbers. Right now, I would not pick him right now as number one. Um, I, I still think it's Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. George um, Kittle might be would possibly go down as the number one of all time. Yeah, because he, he he's one he's the best I think pat or run blocking tight end we've ever seen. Yeah, um, and he's really he's no slouch in pass protection. He just doesn't like to go out for for routes that much. Exactly. So there's 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 a few different cases there to be made. Uh, but Tampa, we we're seeing Tom Brady with weapons. We mm-hmm. didn't see it last year. Him having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the outside, and Antonio Brown in the slot. That's a luxury. That's yeah. a luxury. If you would have told Tom Brady this is your weapon group in year. 18? What year? I, yeah, I don't know. I think year eight, 18 was his last in, in New England. So maybe year 19. Year 19 in the league, this is your passing core? I, I'd say, hell yeah, I'm here for another 30 years. So, I, I mean, it's 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 a thing where the, the Buccaneers are set up for the future, but they got to keep um, – they, they may run into a buzzsaw and, 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 excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. It could. It could happen. I think uh, – of teams that are possibly going to be in the running for a backup quarterback in this year's draft, maybe at the late first round, early second, because Trey Lance out of North Dakota State is still going to be available this year. Um, that could be something interesting. Mm-hmm. Or if Zach Wilson, because honestly, I don't see what the the reason reasoning would be to draft Zach Wilson in the top 15. Yeah. I think that he's definitely a late first round, maybe early second round guy. I think they need to start looking and, and maybe start building for that next next step that they can take. But at this point... You know, they're set up pretty well for this year and next year, and then we'll see what happens after that. I think Bruce Arians also kind of getting to the end of his career. He's all, already retired once he and just came needs back. A Super Bowl. Yeah, he just wants a Super Bowl as a head coach. He's got, I believe, he's got a Super Bowl as an assistant. Yeah. Um, but let's let's go ahead. We talked a ton of football. Let's move on to. Uh, let's, let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll we are having some GoPro troubles, but let's take a quick break. All right, we'll be back after this uh, quick break. What's up, Benchwarmers? Jimmy Pilato here, and I wanted to talk to you today about a new show coming to the Unhinged Sports Network. We've introduced it to you with NFL Unhinged. You've heard Nico, my co-host, on 3 in the Key with the Reserves and Dennis from Sports and Things. But now, what do we do when it's no longer football season and you're too physical for basketball? We watch hockey, and me and the Bleacher Connection guys, Ken and Trevor, are going to start doing a weekly NHL show called Two for Chirping that's going to air premieres on Saturdays I believe before the week starts with the games and we got tons of stuff we have a lot of things planned we're going to pick trophies at the beginning of the season games every single week and talk about all the headlines and we'll have a rotating seat from everybody on the network but 
two for chirping. Check it out. It's going to start the week before NHL games starts. Not this week, but the following week, January 16th. And we will see you guys there. Hope to join you on Two for Chirping. What's up, bench warmers of the Unhinged Sports Network? Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant. And we got some more things to talk to you about because, yes, you can't get anything for Christmas at this point on Fanatics, but it doesn't mean that it's too late to go get your favorite sports fan a new thing to add to his, add to his collection. Whatever you want. Jerseys, shirts, coasters. I'm pretty sure I saw stickers on there. You, you can still get anything through the link in our bio for Fanatics. It helps out the Unhinged Sports Network as a whole. There is a lot of good stuff. I mean, the, the SEC Championship gear, ACC Championship gear. Big and time. by this time, you'll probably still be listening to, you'll maybe see National Championship gear, Rose Bowl gear, whatever it may be. Anything you want. Literally, literally anything. And you'll, you can find it on Fanatics, man. Use the link. Make sure to hit the link in our link tree um, that's in all of our bios, man. Because all that stuff is going to be fantastic. Got to use the link, though. Have to use the link. At FEOTBPod, all social medias go get you some new stuff from fanatics help out the unhinged sports network thanks guys well but ladies and gentlemen obviously we say it every single week we, we got some kinks to work out where uh you use the fanatics and the fubo link fubo link in our uh bios we might be able to afford upgrading the camera so that we don't have to run a gopro from our phone but at this point, we're doing the best that we can, and we know that you guys appreciate it anyways. Um, so, we're going to continue moving on. We talked a ton about the NFL in the last week, the divisional round. Let's go ahead and let's talk about one of the greatest weight loss thing, one of the great weight loss journeys I've ever seen. James Harden, you know, no longer going to be snooping in the El strip club thick, phase. El yeah, boy. El Thick Boy is no longer going to be in the Houston strip clubs. He's moving up to Brooklyn. Going to be a little bit more locked down due to COVID restrictions, but excuse me, he got traded for a huge, huge amount. I mean, huge obviously... Four firsts. Four firsts. Four, four uh, first-round swaps. Yeah. So, he got a huge haul. No, and obviously he's a former MVP, but I really... I thought that he was hurting his trade value with all the, the crap that he was doing out in Houston. Apparently... If you talk shit about your team, get caught at a strip club, uh, supporting one of your friends, quote unquote, and and just eating as much fried chicken and, and collard greens as you can find, you know, it, it maybe he, he tried everything to get out of there. Obviously, yeah. going back, I literally the day the trade happened, I said in the morning, I was like, um, Boogie Cousins came out and said he's been a cancer ever since training camp. That he obviously didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I said there's. James Harden's played his last game in Houston. And lo and behold, his last game in Houston was that Tuesday before. Did you buy a Mega Millions ticket? I should have. Like I should have. I bought two Powerball, but that, that was for oh, other reasons. I should have. It was, it, was, it was a huge trade because it, it's very, very, not very often that you don't, you see a MVP within the last three years get traded. Mm-hmm. You, maybe you see him leave like LeBron did a free agency or you see KD leave free agency. But getting traded, that's a completely different story. I can't, The last big all-star trade I can remember, I'm probably way off on this, was the mellow one. Um, there's probably a few others that I, th- I can't think about that were, that were top five players at the time right. that were traded. Most of the time, no, it's past their prime. Exactly. It's either past their prime or the player is no longer a number one option. Mm. And Melo is the last person I can think of that was the number one option to be traded. Because um, Miami was built like that. San Antonio was built 
like that. Actually, I take that back. Maybe, maybe the um, Kawhi deal. I take that back. Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi. The Kawhi deal to Toronto. That was the other blockbuster. The last blockbuster. Um, yeah. One outside of the. I agree the with James that. Harden one. Because um, he was, I mean, he was a Finals MVP and and was one of the main reasons why the, the Spurs were able to win those championships. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Popovich. Is but like, I, but I mean, like like we saw, he he was thick boy in Houston, and now in Brooklyn. You he, think he was wearing a fat suit or something? Uh, he had to be at least. I mean, because he he. It, like, it was the night and day. Yeah. He really got traded to Brooklyn in 24 hours. He's skinny. <laughs> and I, he's, he, I mean, I will say this about him. He obviously did not like his time in Houston. He, no, he had talent around well, I mean, him. He came out and said that he appreciated most of his time in Houston. He didn't like the end of, ending of his time in Houston. It was, I mean, he had talent around him. He had Dwight Howard when Houston trade for him way back when. Um, he had Chris Paul. He had Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. He had talent around him. They could just never figure it out in Houston. But now in Brooklyn, he's the number two option. I'd say not number one option because KD is number one option. Number, number two, one. I'd say because Kyrie, we still don't know what's going on with him. Um, but in Brooklyn, he looks happy. Yeah. And for mental health reasons, and everything he's obviously enjoying basketball a lot more, and that's scary. And Brooklyn is a scary team. They lost a lot of depth, but if they can have all three of those stars going. It's going to be tough to beat them. Oh, this is a, a move that, um, and I'm taking a little bit from, I listened to your bonus po- podcast with the Reserves. Go back and check that out on their feed because if you want to talk, if, I can hold my own talking basketball. If you want to go basketball with nerds, go go Cold listen to Nico probably, yeah. on, on the Reserves podcast and in, on 3 in the Key as well. But, it, you know, does this is a move that they need to win now or next year. This is not a move set up so that they can win a ton of championships in the future. It's so that they can win a championship at this point. Um, it's reminiscent of, of one of the other trades that they made where they've just got back from rebuilding after that It was trade. the KG-Paul Pierce yeah. trade where they literally traded, I think it was near four or five first-round picks. Literally all the 2010s, they didn't have a draft pick. Now, Brooklyn doesn't have their own first-round pick until 2028. Yeah. So here we go again. That obviously, that obviously deal didn't come to a to an uh, NBA championship. Mm-hmm. But first-round picks don't matter if you win a championship. I'm going to tell you right now. If you're a playoff team, if you're top two in the East, if you're in the Eastern Conference Finals every year, first-round picks don't matter. It's not like it's football where there's talent everywhere. Right. Basketball, you have to have... You have to find a nickel and the... You have to find a needle in the haystack to have a first... End of the first or late second-round pick um, to be an actual star. Mm-hmm. So for that matter, it doesn't really matter um, if they win. If... They win is a problem. If, if they, they win, because yeah. when you look at that KG Paul Pierce trade, they're way past their primes. They're both done. James Harden is still playing good basketball. Kevin Durant, off his Achilles, is playing some of the basketball best basketball he's, he's seen. He's scary. And still Kyrie, scary. when he wants to play, Kyrie is one of the best pocket cards in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are set up to win now. I like I like them in the preseason before they made this deal to make to make the um, NBA championship. Um, based upon Steve Nash, but Steve Nash has a lot to deal with now. now I was, was going to ask, do you think Steve Nash is going to be able to make these guys mesh? Because this he'll make he'll be able to make them mesh. You I got think, one basketball. Yeah, I know you have one basketball, but I, I sent out a meme, a funny one. It was like the ball after 48 minutes of James Harden, Kyrie, literally deflated. Yeah. Tom Brady would love that. Um, literally deflated ball because Charles Barkley said it best. You went from the splash. KD went from the splash brothers to the dribble brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I do think James Harden. We saw him have a triple double in his first night. So I will give him kudos there because he played very well. Uh, but the dude's having fun. He's in a better situation. He's with his one of his longtime friends in KD. Mm-hmm. Um, things are looking up in Brooklyn. 
If you're Houston, this is the best you could have got by far, and you cannot be more happy. No. You got Oladipo yeah. in the deal from Indiana, who who wasn't going to pay him the max, and now Houston could pay him the max. But Oladipo did come out and say that he doesn't know if he's going to be there long term, so at least he knows ahead of time. But it really doesn't matter. Houston just needed needed cap dump and rebuild fully. But now they they could make the the playoffs. Boogie and John Wall healthy, yeah, and Oladipo healthy. They could contend for an eight seed. That's that's saying a lot, I know, especially in the West. If this is the East, I think they're a playoff team one hundred percent. But in the West, it's gonna be tougher. But they could still be could be dangerous. They still haven't really gotten their groove either, because they're even after that trade, they're on a two game losing streak right now. They're still second to last in the Western Conference as it, as the standings are right now. Obviously, a lot of season left to go. They're gonna start to mesh and, and gel. So I can see that maybe turning themselves around. The only problem that I see is that Golden State's hanging around the eighth seed. Uh, Dallas is hanging around the eighth seed as well. The Nuggets hanging around the eighth seed right now. Uh, I'm not too right worried about now, that. we'll, we'll be back. Michael Porter Jr. back Friday. Call it now. Nuggets get back on track. And the free Bradley Beal keeps saying it every week. Free Bradley Beal, come join Denver, please. We need you. Yeah, it would piss off a lot of people on oh, our I Twitter. I pissed off a lot of people already with that tweet. No, I, it's great because they don't. That's it's the same thing with Compton's thing. Like the more interaction we get, it's the better for us. So I don't care if you retweet my shit and call me an idiot. You retweeted it. More people saw it. Over fifty thousand people just saw that tweet. Philly fans were so pissed off with me saying Jokic is is the best center in the NBA. And I'll tell you right now, it's facts. Joel Embiid has never made it past the second round of playoffs. Is it still a process, Philadelphia? Because you've been in the process for the past eight years. So when yeah. does the process end and realization come that you're never going to win a ring together as a group? Because you just lost out on Harden, too. Philly could have got Harden. They could and, have. And do you really think Ben Simmons is going to be the next coming of LeBron James? He's in year three now, almost year four. He's I shoot there. a better three-pointer than he does, too. Exactly. Get a jump shot, Ben Simmons. Philadelphia, you're just blown out of proportions. Before we move on from this... Uh, does this mean that LeBron has another Golden State that he has to worry about in in the other conference? Is he going to have to? I mean, obviously the video is funny. I'm 36. Yeah. Kyrie, are you scared of me? You need James Harden. You already got KD. No, but does does this mean anything for that narrative? I don't think so. I think, uh, I think in years past, it was who was on the Western Conference for LeBron because he was in the East. East has always been shit. Yeah. There, there's three teams, and then there's 50 pounds of shit, and then there's everyone else. I mean, that's being generous, too. Uh, when it comes to West, it's one through eight. They're all contenders. Mm-hmm. Any one of those teams can be any other, any, the other team on any given night. It's just who can win in a seven-game series. It's not like it's football where it's one, one game stands. It's seven-game series, and LeBron still has a slight edge over that. When it comes to facing the Nets in the playoffs, LeBron should be a little worried because... The Lakers are better in their front court, not the back court. The back court is little depleted. KCP, um, Rondo isn't there anymore. Mm. Caruso's been starting some games. Um, you lost Avery Bradley, who was a good defensive piece in the regular season last year. He wasn't out of the bubble. Um, but you're relying on some younger guys in, in the, you lost in the back Green court. Too. Lost Danny Green, yeah. yeah. Danny Green, Lakers fans are glad he's gone. Well, I mean, so, obviously, but he did. He, he has. He yeah, gets he, a championship wherever he goes. Exactly. So Lakers are should be a little bit worried, but you can just throw LeBron on Kyrie or James Harden. It's, yeah. it's LeBron will guard one of them. It doesn't matter. And then Ky- it's going to be AD on KD. Yeah, it'll be AD on KD of some sort and try to rough him up. So. I'd really like to see that actually. 
Yeah, it, there's a lot of intriguing options. Yeah. I, I said a preseason. I think Lake, Lakers Nets would be great for basketball. It should, it um, I'm be. hoping. I'm hoping it doesn't happen every year like Golden State and Cleveland was. No. Um, but there's a lot of great potential for that. No, I, I think the parity is good. Looking at the standings, Lakers are plus eleven. They're the best plus minus team in the league right now. Probably the best team in the league. They're eleven and three. Um, well, Trez Harrell is playing very well, very very well. For lemon, them. That was a great pickup. Is that Lemon Pepper? No, 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 that's not Lemon Pepper. Lemon Pepper, Lou Will. He's still on the Clippers, but that—that's the other six man the Clippers had. Okay, I'm—I'm getting there. I'm trying. I'm. When we talk about Lemon Pepper, Lou Will, we're gonna have some wings. Don't you worry. Okay, I'll—I'll take it then, (laughs) Jonah. I'm not eating these wings when we talk about Lemon Pepper, Lou Will. By the way, Um, now let's move on to the other winter sport. As Boomer's uh, still—he's getting himself a little bit comfy. Um, But the Avalanche. Well, let's start with the bad because I want to start with the bad. What the hell happened Wednesday? Did we play a game first game? I, I can only remember Friday. What, I, mean, I, I don't really remember Wednesday a whole lot. Well, I don't I, want to remember Wednesday. I know I don't. I don't either. I was uh, recording two for tripping because we recorded a day early last week. I was live tweeting after we finished that. I was kind of live tweeting during the show. Sorry, Ken and Trevor, but I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I I don't know what what happened. I think it you know took one game to jail. It did. You want, you want to know why I'm okay with it? Because of what happened Friday, oh, because boy. I knew, because I knew Bennington, when he wants to play hard, he's one of the best goalies. But if you get to him early, you're gonna win the game. And the Avs tried to do that, but they weren't able to get to him a lot. And the offensive pressure wasn't as good game one, but game two, holy cow! Well, I mean, that's that's got to sit in the back of Bennington's mind now too. I was able to hold these guys to one goal on one night, and then two days later, they come out and get eleven points from eleven different people on me, like. What what happened? Like, there, there's got to be. Yeah, we saw the Bennington from the Stanley Cup two, team two years ago. Oh, yeah. on night one. There were some stops on Nathan McKinnon who had McKinnon's. McKinnon was the only one really getting any pressure towards the net mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. He split three Blues defenders and got gloved by Bennington, mm-hmm. which is incredible. That was one of the best. I couldn't really say anything bad about the Blues on from Wednesday night's game. I was upset that the Avalanche lost and played the way that they did. I was kind of upset with Bednar. If you listen to our show, you know that I don't necessarily care for Jared Bednar as a coach. I had to get him off the Joe Sackick Kate train just recently. So well, this is just on Bednar. And then Joe Sackick's big free agent scored his first goal in Burgundy and Blue. Devin De- Devon Taves, yeah, we've been we saying it wrong. Uh, Devon Taves got his first goal, but Landeskog started it, which is great to see because you always want if you're gonna have a bounce back game. Your captain being the one who starts it, great. And he got two goals that night. Joe Sackick, don't be. I mean, I trust you, Joe Sackick, but that man should never wear another color outside of the Abs uniform. You need to resign him this offseason. If you talk to the Bleacher Connection guys, they think it's a very, very good chance that he'll he will remain an Avalanche and especially wearing the C. Yeah, he should. I mean, he should never be moved. No, I, I, you can move. I think McKinnon would be able to step up as captain, but if you can keep Landeskog and then just let McKinnon be McKinnon go score, be aggressive, all that kind of stuff. I think it does play a little bit better. That's why Forsberg never wore, wore the C. Forsberg was the best, probably the best player overall in those Stanley Cup yeah, championship maybe teams. slightly better than Joe Sackett. I mean, Sackett. Slightly, goes, slightly, slightly. And that's Joe where Sackett you get into the differences there, too, because Landeskog is much more of a tough captain. Sackett was just an offensive wizard. Yeah. Assist, scoring, all that kind of stuff. But then, uh, so let's go through the guys who scored. Gabriel Landeskog, Andre Burkowski, that's his... The first one, did he get two? No, he, he, he has three points on the season. Two, he? he he got the first, he got the only goal in game one, and then he got a game okay. goal in this game, and then I think he had an assist as well. So he has three points on the season already. But 
Landeskog, Burkowski, Landeskog. Miko got his first goal. The the Russian bear, Miko Rantanen, got his first goal. The, the, the Finnish. The, the Finnish? The He's from Finland. Oh, he is? He's from Finland, yeah. Oh, I thought he was Burkowski Russian. Burkowski is Russian. Yeah, I knew that. That, that makes you. sense. Yeah. Just help you slightly. He's from Finland. Landy is from Sweden. Yep, I knew Landy was Swedish. Uh, and then McKinnon got one. The Canadian, good old Canadian boy. <laughs> I knew he, I knew that. Saskatchewan. McKinnon. Don Scoy scored, Devontae scored, and then Kadri got the last one. But there's just points up and down this lineup. It's for it, those counting at home. That's eight goals, by the way. Eight, eight goals. to zero. Yeah. Eight to zero. I it was like I was getting because I have I wasn't able to watch it. I didn't get the altitude set up on my TV, and the ESPN Plus had a blackout, which is fucking great. There's, thank there's you, a, thank you so much, altitude. Things. I love it that you just make yeah. it so that I can't. I pay for ESPN Plus, and I couldn't even watch this damn game. Uh, but. It was like an ex-girlfriend, like a psycho ex-girlfriend texting me because I get ESPN updates every time they score. And I'm sitting there with my parents and then my phone buzz. Oh, it's one nothing. Cool. They're, they're coming out to win. Oh, jeez. It's it's 2 nothing. By seven, when it started going 7-0, I was like, touchdown, yeah. Avalanche. Touchdown. <laughs> and they got the two-point conversion. Two conversion so. There we go. Yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a good night. Abs are finally back on track. Um, Do you think we're gonna we can expect this from now on? Or? I don't expect eight goals. Not eight goals. Obviously, I expect but... good offensive performances. I think we do need to get EJ back soon because oh, yeah. the defense is, is still lacking a little bit. We're very young still. Car is still developing. Devontae's. I, I got it right that time. Devontae still needs to get his foot wet in mm-hmm. Colorado. Um, Sam and Gerard had an okay game. Uh, Ian Cole's getting a little older, so that's getting me a little worried. Yeah. Maybe I think we see Byram soon. I, I think by the end of the year, he's a rotation defender. I would um, rather see Byron than, than Gerard. I, if if you're uh, gonna if you're gonna have the three defensemen, I would like it to be EJ. I would like Ian Cole to be like a bench guy or second or third line guy, and then I would also like to see Taves get under get his feet underneath him. Obviously, to go with McCarr because I think McCarr. We're gonna start to see him have killer minutes. He's yeah. about to be on the ice for. 90% of the I, I think Sammy Gerard is missing that EJ connection because him and EJ worked really well together last year. I just um, don't like the way he plays defense. I know that he's a great offensive defenseman, but he was a liability in that star well, that's, series. I mean, that's someone who could be in trade bait soon because if Grubauer doesn't get healthy, you could see the abs go out and trade for a goalie and he could be trade bait. So, Because yeah. I don't think they want to give up Byron at no, what, after no, what he did no, in juniors. No, don't, don't give up the young guy. You can give up the old guy, but... The young guy with all Jerome's that potential. still young too. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. None of the, none, not many of these people on the Avalanche. I think Ian Cole is the oldest. He, he is the oldest guy on the roster. EJ, EJ might be the oldest because EJ Possibly. was drafted number one back in 04, I like to say. Maybe 05. He was the number okay. one pick by the Blues way back when. Wow. There's there's a there's an old stat for you. Yeah, he was the number one pick Sheesh. way back when. I think it was the year after Ovi. Okay. Um, shout out Grubauer. Got a shout out. 20 saves. 20 for 20. Cool. Um, only twenty shots, though. Yeah, only 20 I love Grubar, but only twenty shots. The if you talk like I'm gonna continue when we talk hockey, I'll probably always bring up Ken and Trevor. They like to think that the Avalanche's offense is good enough that Grubauer doesn't have to be perfect every night. I mean, if if Abs could put up four goals a night, yeah, um, then there's very little teams that can do that nightly, night in night out. So if you're gonna average four goals a night, yes, I it's it's not a problem at all because if you score four goals. In general, you should not be losing a game. I mean, unless something crazy goes on and it's 5-4 or something. But if yeah. you score four goals, you should not be losing the game. Another thing that we can talk about with how that performance went, 
it was almost like the Avalanche got under the blue skin because there's only three full strength goals on this, and there's four power play goals. So mm-hmm. the, the Blues are in the box most of the night. You can't. That's not going to be good for anybody. But I think that we finally saw what what else this Avalanche offense can bring. Because yes, it's pressure, it's pressure. But then you're going to get guys that are starting to hook. You're going to get tripping. You're going to get guys trying to rough people uh, up. And, they'll, and they'll, then, yeah, you'll get two, some guys. T- Two minutes for chirping. Yeah, yeah, yeah two minutes. There's for... a little plug. There you uh, go. A little plug. Fridays but... at 6 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> little plug, but yeah, there, if you, you can't, if, you, if you're going to win a game this league, you got to stay out of the box. Yeah. The Blues just did not do that. No, and uh, one of their guys from Wednesday night it hit on Taves. He's getting um, investigated by the league whether or not he should be suspended. It's ticky-tack. Kadri, I don't know. Kadri is an interesting guy. We saw the Kadri of Toronto t- from two years ago. The Kadri we watched the first two games was not the same guy we saw in the bubble and no. last season. Because Kadri is a great offensive weapon. He's a great number two center. He's a good. McKinney. He's a great scorer, but he's the guy that you got to worry about getting dumb penalties for you. Yeah. I thought he could have had he a penalty. Yeah, I thought he could have had a penalty in the third period of the yeah. Wednesday night game because he ran a guy's head because it's the bench, and then it obviously goes in the glass. He ran a guy's head into the glass. I don't. I don't really want. Like I get it, I get what you're trying to do, especially at that point in the game, because I think it was only three to one at that point. So the Avs were still very much alive to get the comeback, but I don't want it to be that way. I want you to score, and I want you to get in good position to win the game that way. I don't necessarily need you hurting the other team mm-hmm. to try and and get your guys going. So Kadri, I do, I want him to get back to the bubble performance. Same thing that I want with Jamal. Mm-hmm. I want Jamal Murray to get back to his bubble. Well, I mean, we saw a glimpse of it against it, the Jazz. It was the Jazz. That's it's a Jazz. Yeah. He, he just likes to be the Jazz, the jazz. But he likes to do that against the Jazz. Uh, yeah. yeah, he likes to score against the Jazz. But I, I would like to see him play a little bit better, and then you know maybe I don't know. Seeing seeing a trade might not be the worst thing in the world, but I do think right now, as it's set roster wise. Everybody's been saying that the Avalanche are the roster favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, top to bottom, we are one of the most talented teams on the ice, no doubt about it. Which yep. is, we need to have every single person rolling at the same time. I'm interested. And knock on wood, no injuries. Well, I mean, we're recording this the day before this game is going to happen. I want to see uh, how they play against the Kings because if we're going to talk about the Avalanche, I don't want them to play down to their competition. Yeah. And the Kings should be a team that they can come out and score eight goals in the first period against. I don't. I want to see them play like they should against a, a lower competition team. That's one of the games that I picked for my two for chirping uh, picks because we, we each pick two games that we're going to go. There's too many games to pick all of them, and we're keeping track that way. Um, but be sure to tune in this Friday, especially if you're a fan of In the Marbles because Preston is going to be our first rotating chair. Apparently, you didn't even ask me. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I, didn't I, get, know, I, know, I don't I'm get the say on that show. <laughs> I basically go, hey, Ken, Trevor, what are we going to talk about today? That's fair. Uh, but, yeah, it, it is great. The yeah, last thing I wanted to talk about with the Avs, uh, do you like the uniform change? It's a little bit different. I don't know, man. It's a little bit different. It, it flows with the uniform. Yeah. But the black helmets were so clean for so long. Black it's helmets, weird. black There's very, very few teams. I was talking to one of my friends. Very, very few teams have lighter color home helmets. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, like the, the bright blue just stands out. Yeah. Because it's usually, most teams have a darker helmet. The only team I can think of another bright helmet, home helmet, is the Red Wings, mm-hmm. but they're red. Um, but most other teams have a darker color, like whether it be navy blue, whether it be black, dark mostly. green, black, yeah. whatever it may be. It's just different. It's going to take some time to get used to. It was um, weird. 
I was glad that they pointed it out on the broadcast on Wednesday because when I turned the TV on, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, the blue shorts as well is different. It's, yeah. I, I don't hate it. No. Because, I, I mean, the white unis are still the same. Mm-hmm. They still have the black shorts with it. Um, but the white unis still look clean with the white helmets. The blue helmets just will take a little bit of time to get used to. And the ad on the side, for the first time this year, will take some time to get used to. At least our logo, it's the ball logo. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's out there massive. Because I saw the Preds helmets and they have a huge B for the Bridgestone Arena well, and that looks hideous. Yeah, I mean So it could be their worse. colors are hideous anyways. I love I kinda like the Predators ish. I like the way that they play, but I, I never really like their color scheme, if that makes sense. I, I like the I like the mascot a lot because the Predators yeah. is cool. Um but I mean they get, the NHL has to do what they have to do. they Batman came out and said they're gonna have a billion dollar loss playing this year. And, mm-hmm. and that's why they have the Sponsors for the divisions. That's why they have the sponsors on the helmets. Uh, real quickly, shout out to Boston. I, it's weird for me to say that, but they are wearing the Willie O'Ree yep. sticker today for. I, I, I think a lot of teams or a lot of players have been wearing that too. But yeah. he is a former Boston Bruin, so that was cool to see. He's the first uh, African American to play in the NHL. I got a whole history lesson. That's why you should check out Two for Chirping because they know they they can bring up some of the stories that I know about football, and they bring up the hockey. I would be interested to see maybe they uh, kind of like baseball did with Jackie Robinson. Maybe they retire that number, wear it, yeah, it's everybody kinda, wears it's just, them. Yeah, it's just kind of hard with hockey because there's so many players as well. And then, yeah. and then um, with 99 already being quote-unquote retired, well, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah, at least the Bruins should retire that number. Yeah, I think, I'm think i pretty sure it is, honestly. It I think might, it might be. It might be. Uh, anyways, that, that was hockey. I mean, it was exciting. I love the Avs being back. Hopefully I can start watching some some damn games I'm probably gonna it's, it's weird because the schedule is so weird like we're used to having them play almost every other night and mm. now they're playing two games a week it's just weird yeah and then once they get into the stretch where they're going back to backs that's gonna be an interesting thing yeah. too because you're gonna get three games back to back to back against the same opponent and then you're gonna have to play these same teams in the playoffs because the top four will go into the playoffs and kind of just reseed based off of that uh, hockey season's about to get really interesting oh 100% I, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but at least we're having a hockey season. Um, real quickly, do we want to do most dominant team of the week? Sure, before we, we, go into we the, do most dominant team of the week the break. before we take one more break. Yeah, uh, my most dominant team of the week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't hate that at all. It's tough to tough to argue with what they did yesterday to the Saints. I thought the Saints overall as a roster were a better team, but especially with the way Devin White stepped up, could have been a Bronco. Um, and, you know, their linebacking core played like they should, and they were just all flying around the field. Winfield had a bounce-back game because early on I thought he could be a defensive rookie of the year, kind of fell off in the middle of the season. But they, they kind of showed me some things moving forward into the, the NFC Championship that maybe could – they've already beat the crap out of the Packers before. Maybe they can repeat some of the same success that they had. So Yeah, I think, I think next week might be the last time I do a football most dominant team of the week. Yep. Might have to switch to some basketball or some hockey for most time in the team of the league. But I'm going to go with the Packers here. Uh, Packers showed a lot. Aaron Rodgers, more importantly, absolute stud performance. He's been performing so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going with Packers there. Either way, it's kind of hard to. I, cu- I couldn't really pick the Chiefs because of what happened. And the, the Bills, they didn't really dominate a whole lot. I feel no. like the Packers dominated that game from top to bottom. So no, that was the, the same, same thing I was going through in my head. Like the Bills only won. By 14, um, and the the Packers only won by 14, but it was a totally different game. And then the Chiefs, 
if Pat Mahomes finished out that game, maybe it goes differently. But I can't really say that Chan Heading was dominant. Yeah. It was a great play to get him into the into the AFC Championship game. Who would have thought that on a fourth and inches in the fourth quarter with a 38 year old backup quarterback, you're going to roll him out and throw an out route? But exactly. hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break. You'll hear some. Uh, we'll probably hear about two for chirping if you haven't already, and then you'll also hear from Fanatics or Fubo. But we'll be right back with the ending of this show and our pick'em. You're listening to Far Into the Bench on the Unhinged Sports Network. What's up, bench warmers of the Unhinged Sports Network? We got another thing to to get to because you know nobody likes dealing with cable companies in 2020, and here at the Unhinged Sports Network, we wanted to cater to you guys to go into the new age, cut your cable cords with Fubo TV. We have a new link, a new partnership. You can go to the link in our bio, and if you sign up for a subscription through that link, you will kick back a little bit of money to the Unhinged Sports Network so we can continue to bring great content all across this platform. And we got big things coming up in 2021, so you're going to have to, to get in on this, and we're helping you out in the process. Yeah, make, make your life easier, man. No one likes dealing with cable companies. You don't get half the channels. Um, sometimes there's blackouts. That's not present with Fubo. You can get whatever you want. I can watch Sunday Night Football with no sweat. I can watch the, or, or I can watch basketball on TNT anytime I want. Um, get, be sure to use Fubo, man. I'm definitely going to use it. I hate paying for cable, so I'm going to be using that right right now as we speak, if we're being honest. And I want to make sure to get on that deal so now it's your turn to do the same. Help out the Unhinged Sports Network. Cut your cable cord. Come into the digital age. Thanks, guys. Benchwarmers, welcome back. After hearing those great, great messages from, from our lovely partners over at the Unhinged Sports Network, Fubo TV, Fanatics, buy something through the Fanatics link at Jersey, 824 possibly. Probably I don't still think there. This, is, this is a limited edition. Okay, that's a limited edition. Not, not that one, but you can get so, a Kobe jersey. But don't jersey. go get a Lakers jersey. Go get a Nuggets jersey. Yeah, or Avalanche, or, yeah, Avalanche sweaters, these shirts. I, I love the throwback logo with the modern day colors. It's, it's awesome. And then Fubo, who wants like we to... said, we struggle watching Nuggets games and Avalanche games as it is. Yeah, yeah football probably don't have that problem. I can't guarantee it, but you probably don't have that problem. I can't guarantee it either, <laughs> but you can get a free seven-day trial, try it out, and if you know it doesn't happen, no, no harm, no foul. Uh, me, we left off with most dominant team of the week, and mine was the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yours was the Green Bay Packers. So now let's get into our picks for championship weekend. Only two games to pick this week. It's from where we started to where we are now. It's... Like you said, it's episode 24. True. Crazy. We started this thing in, in August. It's, we're almost halfway Fly through January. And uh, now, now we got to get into this. So we'll start with the AFC Championship game. Buffalo Bills going to Kansas City to playing the Chiefs. What do you have happening in this one? So I will say real quick, I did pick three out of the four AFC NFC Championship. Not in our NFL pick'em on NFL Unhinged. Yeah. In the preseason thing, so I am proud of that. You did the same though, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's not like we were idiots here. Well, but um, I'm gonna stick with my pick. I still think the Chiefs are gonna win. Um, I think the Bills are gonna give them run for their money though. But like I said, Charles Barkley guarantees come back to bite them sometime in the ass, and it's happening this week. So give me the Chiefs. The Chiefs are um, with Patrick Mahomes, or even without. I still think they're the better team right now. Two years from now, a year from now, maybe not. I think the Bills could be the top dog in this conference for years to come. Um, I think the Chiefs right now just still have it too much to mm-hmm. handle. I think it may come back to bite them in the ass in the Super Bowl, but I think right now they're still too good 
um, to be rolled over. And whether I think honestly, I think we could see something in summer last year. I think the Bills could get to a lead, and I think the Chiefs come back. Could be. Um, I, th- I think we see something similar where we see the um, a uh, stone cold return where it's like. Patrick Mahomes is like quote unquote hurt yeah. on the sideline and he goes back in the locker room changes out the, 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 music, yeah, the music hits and he comes back out and they win um, so I give you the Chiefs here I think this is going to be the better game out of the two it's, it's hard saying that but I think it's the better game out of the two yeah it could be um, good God almighty good God almighty it's Patrick Mahomes and he's got a steel chair <laughs> yeah I picked the Chiefs as well because that is my, I mean, they're my Super Bowl champion in our, our bracket that we put out a couple of weeks ago. And I kind of want to continue to be right. It is an interesting matchup, though. And I think if the Bills aren't shell-shocked being in the AFC Championship game, I can see this one being, like you said, the tougher of the two. And, and who Could knows you imagine if we had a Browns versus Bills AFC Championship game? Oh, man. An AFC be... Championship game in Buffalo for the first time since, like, 1994 when they... <sighs> Talk to the last one. Half. Oh yeah, I think they'd have to open up the stadium to full capacity. Of that. Oh, they would. They, I don't think they'd have they're a already choice. Already buzzing, yeah. They're and already buzzing, it's... making the AFC Championship and not having to, and not having a home game. That that town in Buffalo, they make the Super Bowl. Watch out! Watch out! Rest in peace to every single folding table in the city of Buffalo. You're all gonna get lit on fire, and we're all gonna jump on top of you. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's gonna happen. But yeah, I think. I'm going to go with the safe choice for my pick and say the Chiefs. I'll talk a little bit about this game uh, when we move on to our ending of the week segments. But now, NFC Championship game, Bucks packers second time this season, and it's in Lambeau again. And it, no, I think the first one was in Tampa. No, it was in Lambeau. It was in Lambeau? Yeah. Okay. The, Bu- the Packers got out to a 10-0 lead. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. Rodgers did his McCringleberry th- hip thrust. That's right. Yeah. And then it ended up 35-10. to They didn't score another point after the first quarter. I'm going with the fact that it's tough to beat a team twice in a season, and the Bucks just broke that curse once last week against the Saints. But I, I don't know. What we saw from the Packers was pretty damn impressive. It's tough for me to say that the Buccaneers are going to go into Lambeau and beat them again. I'm going the Packers because the Bucks 100%. Like they had a good game plan against the Saints because mm-hmm. the other team's quarterback couldn't throw the ball. Let's be honest. James here. Winston had the only touchdown pass for the Saints. Yes, yesterday. I love Drew Brees, but he's not Aaron Rodgers right now. And Aaron Rodgers is going to test those corners and test Antoine Whitfield in secondary. Oh, yeah. And then Devin White and Devin Bush have to worry about A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, yep. and Aaron Jones. It's not just Alvin Kamara and then everyone else. No. Michael Thomas was a no-show, but I expect Devontae Adams to be used so well. Because we saw what the Packers did the with Jalen yeah. Ramsey against him. That was some of the best offense I've ever seen. Oh, no, that first touchdown where he motioned across, identified man coverage. That's where having Aaron Rodgers is an X-Factor, and I said it during the broadcast. He's so smart that he can – he's able to audible or not audible, but, like, just check. Throw a guy in motion. Let's identify the coverage, and then when I identify the coverage, I'm going to have my speedy guy run all the way back across the field. You're going to get caught up by your linebackers and safeties. It's going to be a a no – Easy touchdown. Like, there was no – I don't think that there could be any way that they, they stopped that play, especially yeah. with the scheme that they were running. I think the Packers, when they lost to the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers were running on a winning streak, and they were really hot at the time. Mm-hmm. They kind of cooled down toward the end. Um, but the Packers right now, they look like a team not to be messed with. Yeah. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers having fun is a problem. Yeah. And I'm going to keep saying it's a problem. Not for everyone, not for the Packers, but for everyone else. 
if he's enjoying life, enjoying how much how how great his running backs are doing behind him, mm-hmm. and how good Devontae Adams um, and Robert Tunyon, who has 42 catches, ladies and gentlemen, this se- this season, zero drops. By the way, by a tight end. There's a fun fact for you. Um, the Packers have been playing outstanding football. Tony um, plays with a lot of passion too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun a lot to watch too. A lot of that flow coming out of the back of the helmet yep. and him getting hyped up after every first down catch. Yeah, that big ass shoulder. You love football. Yeah, that's something. He, that that man loves football. He had 19 catches total in 2019. He has 20 touchdown catches in 2020. Insane. So insane. He, he's had a. He's announced himself as one of those dynamic tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me, give me Packers here. I'm going give me Packers, Packers well. Chiefs, yep. and Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. The State Farm Bowl? Oh, yeah, the State Farm Bowl. We might as well call it that, but we'll preview that next week. But I think there's a good shot we get that. Either way, yeah. I, either way, we're, like honestly, this weekend, whoever wins, it's, we're going to have a great Super be, Bowl QB matchup. Yeah. We're either going to have the GOAT, Tom Brady, in there against Patrick Mahomes, the next great star, or the young, up-and-coming stud in Josh Allen mm. against Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen, or, or you know, the matchups, whatever. But either way, there's a lot of great opportunities, and the Super Bowl's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be like a grandfather playing against their grandsons because uh, I think Rodgers is 38, not not quite 40 yet, and then Brady's He's 38? Up, I think Holy so. cow! I did not think he was 38. He's drafted in 04. Holy shisa. Yeah. I did not think he was 38. Yep. Wow. He's a he's an old man at this point. Um, and then Brady's obviously 43. And then we talked about it last week he's in the AFC side. Oh, my God. Wow. That was close. Was oh, close. my Lord. I did not think he was 37. I am, How old I am do you think blown you away. I thought he was like 33, 32. Yeah. I did not think he was 37. No, no. And he was, I think he was a senior when he came out in the draft. So he oh came out like gosh. 24. Wow, I did, not, I did not know that. Well, Learn something new every day. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Random football facts, I got them. But then uh, on the AFC side, you got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, who are both under 25. <laughs> yeah, okay. Baker was the oldest one left, and, and now he's gone. So it's Pat, it's down to Pat Mahomes as the oldest quarterback and Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen might be fun to watch this weekend for no no other reason than he's just a kid. Yeah, just he's, out there he's playing. Just a kid out front of football. Just, yeah, just, just a kid slinging the ball around the field with no care in the world. Against the best athletes in the world. Exactly. It's like Rick Vaughn in, in Major League. Mm-hmm. The dude does not care about it, longevity of his arm. He's just going to sling it however he wants. Yeah. Oh, he spent a lot of time in the California Penal League. It's true. And we wear sleeves <laughs> and hats at this level, son. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So both going Chiefs and Packers. That's I think that's the Super Bowl picks that we yeah. have um, going into the, the playoffs. Now let's go ahead and finish out our, our segments, and then we'll have a, a pretty big announcement towards the end of this episode. Beats of the Week. I'll start because you were, you saw my first one, and you were a little bit surprised. A little surprised, but honestly not that surprised. Oh, the Bulls are plus 730 to make the playoffs. That's just finishing within the top eight. And I talked about Zach Levine last week. I think uh, I, I want to see him do well because, like we said, those dunk contests kind of made me fall in love with him a little bit. I think that he, he's a good good guy for the sport. And, and he's scoring 45 points. Who knows? He, he might be able to will a bad Bulls team into a play. I questioned it before I saw the odds. Mm-hmm. When, you said, when I saw it was plus 730, I may bet my whole account on it. Because plus 730 is, is a really, really good number. And yeah. like you said, top eight in the East, that, eight, that seven through ten are all – 
very similar teams, and you could see the Bulls squeeze in at the end. So I don't yeah. hate that at all. I mean, considering for those odds, plus seven thirty, just to make the playoffs, yeah, not to win a playoff game or move on a second round, just to win a game, make the playoffs. I I don't hate that at all. No, and this year might be a little bit interesting because I think they're going to have the play-in style like they did mm-hmm. in the bubble. So who knows about that? But it's also a future bet to where you can bet a lot of money on mm-hmm. it now, see if you can win a little bit of money in in that time between. And kind of hedge yourself a little bit, and then if you end up winning it and win money leading into it, you know, I just, I just kind of made your bank account look a lot better than what it did before. No kidding. Uh, so Bulls plus seven thirty to make the playoffs. That's my first beat of the week. My, uh, my next beat of the week, like we just said, Packers and Chiefs both win plus one fifty five. So that's a pretty good odds. Um, both are, I believe, are the favorites. Mm-hmm. So considering two favorites to win at plus one fifty five, that's pretty good odds, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I don't hate that at all. I think those odds may even extend more if Patrick Mahomes is quote unquote hurt, <laughs> quote unquote. Take that what you want, quote unquote hurt. Um, so I like those odds a lot. Usually when you pick two favorites, as it is, that shows me that people believe the Bills might make it interesting or that Tom Brady might make it interesting, but. Take take what take my two picks for the Super Bowl. I want to see Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, uh, both them to win this weekend plus one fifty five. Yeah, I, I think that you hit the reason why we, those odds are the way that they are. The playoffs have been crazy so far, mm-hmm. and it's not been very predictable. So I think uh, it makes sense that you win some money even if you're betting on the the odds on favorite. I guess mm-hmm. um, my next one, another team to make the playoffs, the Winnipeg Jets to make the four seed in the North Division. Uh, you know, it might be a little bit out there, a little bit further out there. They're plus one hundred right now to do that, um, and they're one and one as well, just not not having played many games. Mm-hmm. But I think that Canadian division has three really good teams, just kind of like the West. Three really good teams, and then that fourth spot is it's pretty be, much up for grabs. Yeah, it's going to be a battle to see who can squeeze in. Yeah, right now it, the top four in the North division are Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, Ottawa. I think Ottawa has just kind of come out hot. Yeah, it's the first two games of the yeah, year. It's, like, yeah. it's not that. It's a small sample size. Edmonton's 1-3. That's kind of surprising with as yeah, many points as they Mc scored. Da- McDavid, is, his career is going to get washed in Edmonton like Gretzky's was. Well, so. well, Gretzky won a few cups in Edmonton that's before true. he got and, traded. In L.A. And, yeah, he, he, he Never won, won a cup in L.A. That's true, that's true. I do remember that now. Mm-hmm. Wow, my hockey knowledge is terrible. Well, I, <laughs> I need to listen for two for Chirping. Yeah, more. that's why. Everybody should, but I also spend a lot of time on YouTube and I can't fall asleep and I watch a lot of hockey videos because I love hockey. Uh, what's fair. your next video? Well, I watch at night. I watch UFC fights yeah. at night. I throw on UFC old fights and see things happen. And what a card we have this weekend. I'm not going to pick. So I was questioning. We'll, we'll hear it a lot more, obviously, on Wednesday or, excuse me, on Friday's episode coming out um, with with Rev and everything, we'll talk about in more in depth. But I did not like the odds on Dustin versus Connor because I think it could go either way, and it was only plus one hundred, I believe, for Poirier. And I think honestly, Poirier looks pretty good. So I did not like those odds a lot. My my odds I loved a lot though was Mike Chandler. Mike Chandler in the co-main event, first UFC fight against Dan Hooker. Mm-hmm. People are sleeping on Mike Chandler a lot. Obviously, going to, being in a different promotion than the UFC, he's kind of overlooked. And Dan Hooker is on a, I think he's on. He lost his last fight. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, I think it might have been. He to might either, have. It might. It might have been to either. Um, Gaethje or something along those lines. I don't remember exactly, but he lost his last fight, and I think Chandler is primed and poised. 
to take over the not take over the division because who knows what Habib's going to do. Yeah. Because uh, there's rumors he may come back. Um, but I like him a lot to beat Dan Hooker at plus one fifteen. I like those odds a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think people are kind of giving Dan Hooker a little bit more credit than he maybe deserves at this point. He has had a, a couple really good fights. His last one against Paul Felder is the last fight that I really remember him uh, being in. It, it, sorry, his last fight was. Um, in June against Poirier and Poirier won. I do remember that. Yeah, it was a really good fight. Yeah, I do. Remember it, that, I think yeah. it was a decision, and mm-hmm. and those guys just had a, a war. But I think, like you like you said, Michael Chandler. If you don't follow him on social media, you have no idea the animal that the mm-hmm. UFC is about to get ready to unleash. And I know we said the same thing about Ben Askren. Ben Askren was a totally different fighter than what Michael Chandler. Yeah, was. Ben Askren was a glorified wrestler. Yes, Mike Chandler is a he's an MMA MMA fighter. fighter. Yeah. He is an animal. I, I can't wait to see his first fight in the UFC. No, I, I can't either. I think he's going to be amazing when he when he finally does make his debut. Um, my last beat of the week, the Bills to beat the Chiefs, plus 132. It's I, I don't, don't hate it. And, uh, you know, if you're not going to do your where you hedge the favorites, mm-hmm. I think the Bills could be a scary underdog, especially money-wise. And plus 132, that, that could give you a nice little bit of money. Yeah, a nice, nice little odds boost. Mm. My last beat of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. I'm calling my shots. So you're saying there's a chance. Is there? There is. 5-1, to one, the Broncos. Oh the fourth best odds in the NFL to land Deshaun Watson. Why the hell not? 5-1 to one odds. Let's take it. I'm hoping and praying. Send the house at him. What do you What do you send this way? What do you send? Anything Texans the Texans want. I say the only only. Um, do you give up picks? Yes, you give up. You give up. You give up first. You give up seconds. You give up thirds. You give them whatever they want. I think the only untouchables are Chubb, Judy, um, Sutton, Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay, um, No fans. You wouldn't give up Melvin Gordon. Okay, I took it back. I would give up. Okay. <laughs> but keep no fan there. Yeah. And Justin Simmons. Okay. Anyone else, whatever the hell they want, you give it to them. Yeah, I mean, that is Vaughn? a franchise change at, uh, at this point, maybe. Not, I mean, barring the they, off-field the, things. Barring the off-season things, if the Texans want him, I highly doubt they want him, honestly. Um, because he's they, coming off an injury. Injury, yeah. I highly doubt they want him in a deal. But if the small chance they do want him, why the hell not? It's, it's a franchise... That would, be your, that would be your franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. And that's something we've been searching for. Mm-hmm. And, if, and Deshaun Watson, you don't see quarterbacks like him this early in their career become available like he is. No. And if John, or excuse me, not John, George Payton, yep. I think it's Patton. Payton, Payton, Patton, whatever. I don't know. If he has the balls, why the hell not? 5-1 to one odds. Fourth best. Yeah. Fourth best odds to win it. So you're saying there's a chance. Come on. And, I mean, the reason why the Broncos are able to get quarterbacks in free agency is because John Elway is mm-hmm. still part of the team. They want to be a part of that legacy. And if you're Deshaun Watson, Look, where, we have, where you had no receivers. You have a lot of good talent around yeah. you. The Corlin yeah. Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Handler. Um, Noah Fant, you have a number one. You have a top five ten in the league eventually, Noah Fant. Yeah. You have one of the best rookie receivers last year. You have Corlin Sutton, who had a great year before he got hurt this year. Mm-hmm. There's talent there on the offensive side. It's just young. And you have a leader like Deshaun Watson, oh, fire me up. If that happens, we're going to have an emergency pod. I'm telling you right now. If yeah. for some reason that happens, we're having an emergency pod. The only thing that I could see possibly throwing a wrench in that whole plan is then you kind of give up your – Ability to get the offensive lineman that you need, but, but 
the way I see it, you only need one. Yeah, you only need one. Because Christian Berry, going to take time to develop. Reisner, going to take time to develop. Mm -hmm. Glasgow, what he's... Not hurt as mm. a good right, right guard. And Garrett Bulls, all pro player, well deserved. I'm finally saying her name. Kudos to you. Just the right tackle position. So yeah. I'm I'm comfortable with Cushionberry and Reisner developing and still having those bumps in the road. But you also have Mike Munchak as the coach. Exactly. So I'm not too worried about that. It's if you can somehow get the Sean Watson. You send the house. That would be a, a hell of a, a deal because Deshaun Watson's nickname is the Magician. That would be some sort of magic trick if they were able oh, to do man. that. I could just imagine him in the four Deshaun Watson jerseys. Oh. The you want to are... wear, wear orange again? You wore orange and Clemson. That's they true. were very successful. That's true. You want to wear orange again? Come to Denver. And I'm sure Brett Rippon would give up number four just like he split. I don't care. Give him four. Give him whatever the hell he wants. Give him rights to the city. Give him the key. Give him um, a street downtown Denver. I don't care. If that because... happens, we got to go to the Bengals-Broncos game because it's Joe Burrow versus Deshaun Watson. Bengals versus Broncos. We're not going to like each other during the Knock game. on wood that everything clears up that we can go. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously everything for forbidding that. But we are definitely going to try to go. Oh, if we are able to, I'm obviously watching that game no matter what. But if we're able to go, I'll go. I'll wear my uh, Anthony Munoz jersey. I'll watch Joe Burrow beat up. We need to get you a Joe Burrow jersey, first of all. Well. Like, we need, you guys need a new I just, uniform? I invested in, that's, that's fair. in the mascot. That's fair. That's fair. If you guys want, go to Fanatics and yep. buy Jimmy a uh, Joe Burrow jersey <laughs> if you're interested. If you buy it for me and then you DM me saying it's for you, 2XL by the way, because I like to wear a sweatshirt underneath. I'm getting a little bit skinnier, but I still like to wear a sweatshirt underneath. Uh, if you DM me that you bought me the if jersey. If you just use the Fanatics or Fubo stuff, we can get him a jersey. Yeah. Just think about that. Anything like that. <laughs> Anything. I'll take it. Anything at this point. I have a Burrow shirt, but not a jersey yet. All right, let's move on. Uh, Pinch Warmer of the Week. I'll, I'll start because I had a little fun with this because of what he did on night two. I don't remember what happened game one. But game two, Jordan Bennington led in five goals. Yeah, there's my bench one of the week. Five goals. Um, got depleted. I mean, he didn't let all eight in because after five goals, you have to let Yeah, you got to pull the goalie. Yeah, you got to pull the goalie. Otherwise, um, you end up with a Patrick Roy situation where exactly. he just never wants to play for you again. Exactly. So, Bennington, there's your, your bench one of the week. There's a lot of good options, but I like Bennington because he led in five goals on night two. My bench warmer of the week, the Baltimore Ravens. That's not. I like that too. because you can't dance is. and celebrate in the wild card round, and then go out there and get punched in the mouth the way you did against Buffalo, and not expect some heat. Yeah, congrats, Lamar. You won your first playoff game. You suck. Other otherwise than that, because you don't run off the field before you shake hands, and you don't come back for a national TV interview. I get that there's media obligations, and I, yeah, I'm here, so I won't get fined. But that's not what that situation was. You're just a, a little bit whiny after getting your asses wiped two times in a row by the Titans before then. So I, I, I don't like that. Baltimore Ravens, my bench warmers of the week. Uh, we might have to take a quick pause here, real quick. Uh, but we'll be back in a quick. Thing. We got two more segments, and then we'll be we'll be out of here. All right, let's go ahead. Let's finish this episode because I'm a father now, and I know that I'm going to be up super early. Not follow the way you're thinking. No, no, boomer, the, the, boomer, the little boomer, the little boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. Um, yeah, I'm going to got... use that. Overuse that. I'm sorry ahead of time. I only overuse the hell of that. Uh, we're the podcast of the year. We also overuse that 2020 podcast of the year. You see the belt yeah, you if you're watching belt, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, play of the week. My play of the week. I'll start this one. Taron Johnson, 100 yard, 101 yard pick six for Buffalo. Uh, basically sealed that game, got the Bills back into the AFC Championship game. That was a, a crazy play because I didn't think that he caught in the end zone, but I guess he did, 
and to have the balls to say, you know what, I'm going to take this back. I'm going all Why not? Yeah, Why 100 not? yard run, not easy. Plus, not Lamar easy. Jackson was the quarterback. He could, he could chase down anybody. Yeah, and Marquise Brown almost cost mm-hmm. him calm as well. There's a lot of young, there's a lot of fast dudes on that offense yeah. that almost caught him, but he went the whole yard. That was one of the greatest plays, I think, of this past week. So, mm-hmm. Terrence Johnson's my, my play of the my week. My play of the week, I'm going with a different one. I'm going to say in the same conference, I'm going to go Chad Henney mm-hmm. on. I was gonna say his third down, but fourth, I was, no, his third and 14. his third his third and fourteen run getting to the he probably he, was probably, he probably had first down. I'll be honest, he probably had the first down. It was just because he had the ball in the yeah, opposite hand. Yeah, it's the ball in the opposite hand. Either way, that run, the balls do that third and fourteen, almost get the first down, and then the next play get yeah. it in fourth and one, seal the game so that Baker doesn't get the ball again. Out of the back of quarterback. Can't get better than that. Thirty-eight-year-old backup quarterback, by the way. He's been around for a, a minute, long time. A minute. A long, long time. So I, I love seeing that him come in and not lose the game for the Chiefs because the Chiefs are a good team. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes going down. I love Patrick Mahomes' tweet. Anything is possible. <laughs> Gotta love that. Um, but yeah, give him get my play will make his third down run. I can't believe he thought of that because he couldn't even remember his name after he got up. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, uh, my. We'll, we'll go to Player of the Week next. My Player of the Week is a guy, if you listen to Two for Chirping, it was my pick for the Con Smythe because I think if the Avalanche are going to win the, the Stanley Cup, he's going to he's on the li- same line as McKinnon and all these great other other pieces around him. Andre Burakovsky, three points on the season, two on Friday night. He's my pick for Player of the Week because a three-point week is, is huge, especially no, coming out of the season, coming into the season. He, he's off to a hot start. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. My Player of the Week... We talked about him a lot. I'm going James Harden. James Harden finally got slim. He finally he had a triple double on his first night as a net. He's enjoying basketball. He's having fun. I really want to do Aaron Rodgers, but since the he, I expect Aaron Rodgers to have another big week. I'll do. I'll have him next week. Um, but James this, Harden isn't sponsored by SlimFast after the end of this. I, that's a failure in marketing, my friends. Exactly. So give me James Harden, Player of the Week. Like I said, triple double, forty point triple double. On night one of his Nets career, and the Nets look like a deadly team. So give me James Harden. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty difficult to do, yeah. especially when you have KD on your team. You don't have to score forty all the time. Yeah, exactly, forty points, triple double, and you lose thirty po- thirty pounds in a matter of two days. Yeah. Gotta gotta be gotta love like. it. <laughs> all right, um, so that's that's gonna be the ending of our segments. Be sure to check us out on Friday, like we said, ten a.m. on our feed on demand, and then it'll also be played. Uh, I believe we were at 11.30 yeah. Mountain Time, 1.30 p.m. Eastern on the network for Friday on our bonus episode. We're going to get way deep into MMA. Uh, I'll say it. P- no pause. We're going to get balls deep into MMA with Rev. I know he's super excited to come on. When I messaged him about coming on to the show, he said, I was actually just about to text you about that. I was like, yeah, we missed the last one because we've been doing a lot of other things. But yeah, we not? can't We can't do every pay-per-view. No. But considering how big of a pay-per-view this is, and all the great fights on this card. I mean, we also have Wednesday fights. On on Wednesday, Neil Magny's back. The boy Neil Magny from oh, Denver, boy. Colorado. I know so, you're putting money on him. Oh, 100%. All the time. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great UFC card this weekend. Yep. Um, we have a lot of good things in the store. Like we said, Friday, um, the episode coming out, we may have, we're, may, like we said, we had ColorCast stuff um, with, with them. If you, if you guys... I mean, maybe it came out by now, but I don't know. I don't, Either sure. way, we have a partnership with ColorCast coming up. Us especially, we're going to be trying to doing at least one game per week. 
Yeah. Um, and, and they're also giving us a live block on their app. So mm-hmm. we might be doing parts of this show live from now on if we need to. Like if the Deshaun Watson thing happens, that will be on Bradley Beal trade. Too. Or the Bradley, or Bradley, Bradley Beal trade. trade. Um, so there's be on the lookout for download ColorCast if you're on iOS uh, to hear all of the great people who can do commentary. It's not just a professional thing anymore. Anybody can do it. And then the Unhinged Sports Network is going to have their own separate block on there. Once that gets up and running, we'll let you guys know. But we'll send out a tweet. Hey, we're going live on ColorCast right now. Be sure to tune in and, and we'll give you know give the people what they exactly. want. Give the people a show. Exactly. Keep on lookout. We'll do not only... Football games, we'll, we'll do abs games, we'll mm-hmm. do notice games, just depending on the week, what we feel like is the best game to do. Um, like I said, you guys are going to have to bear with us because sometimes we, this this is, we want this to be our job, but it's not our job yet. Yep. And so we, we do have lives outside of this, but we are going to try to get you at least one one game per week. Yeah, I have a new puppy, so I can't can't do this all the time. I, I'm maybe, sure he's maybe not going to be. Maybe we get Boomer to call some games with us. I'm sure he's not going to be this maybe quiet. He, maybe we can have him on for the Puppet Bowl. Yeah, no, we can do the puppy bowl. I'd be down for that. I mean, two weeks from now, he'll be already, He'll still be a puppy. He will. He'll be a little bit older. Maybe Maybe he'll know his name, because I don't <laughs> think he knows his name. He'll be saying it all night. And he He's, hasn't looked up at all. No, but yeah, there's tons of stuff coming up for the far end of the bench. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at F-E-O-T-B Pod. We have a YouTube channel, the far end of the bench. Subscribe to that. Go check out all our old shows. We also post the NFL Unhinged videos on there on Sundays. Um, and then follow the network on Twitter at Network Unhinged, Instagram at Unhinged SN. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, I will have already been on the Coach Steve show. I think his show premieres on Fridays, though, on the network. So te- check that out. But also go search him up on anywhere you get podcasts. Mm-hmm. He's also on YouTube. Be talking a lot about offensive line coaching because I think I'm going to start doing that here in, in the near future. And then. Just football in general. I love going on the Football Center podcast because I get to show my true nerd. Is that that's always fun? Of course, a lot of good stuff there, man. Like we said, we we got a lot of fun things in store. Guard your winnings. Yeah. Guard your winnings. Subscribe now so that you don't miss out on on our big thing. But over the Super Bowl week, I tell you right now, yeah. man, it has something special around it, man, and and uh, and there might be fifty reasons why. That there's a lot of good things to be in, be sure for the Super Bowl week. 50 reasons why. But with that, this <laughs> has been, for myself, Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant, my co-host. This has been the Far End of the Bench. Oh, and Boomer, our, our new mascot. Far End of the Bench, episode 24. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace! When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar bill was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire the beat. Elephants looking at me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man. I got the plan. I call the shooters, they out with the van. 